for a wrestling podcast that's filled with fun. This is definitely David Boy Smith's yeah, finest it is. fucking moment. He goes, he fell on his ass. He <laughs> <laughs> fell on his ass. <laughs> Couple of haters. Couple of haters. Couple of haters. <laughs> <laughs> Wrestling Nostalgia. I will take you back to May 26th, 1996. It was a stormy night. (laughs) (laughs) The wind was howling. (laughs) Latest pro wrestling news and rumours. We've heard about the situations between WWE, Sasha Banks and Naomi. And hilarious tangents. Oh, let's give this not tangent off. No <laughs> Samoan spikes. Fucking tangents. Then look no further. Join your hosts James, Stu, and Johnny, and subscribe to Top Turnbuckle Podcast. Hello and welcome to episode thirteen of Top Turnbuckle Podcast with me, Stu. Here's Johnny. And here's James. Hey, we're, we're back after a Christmas and New Year's break. We are indeed. Yeah. We've also had quite a bit of a break because everyone's just been ill. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, it's, it's not been a good, um, a good Christmas, really, has it? It hasn't. It has um, taken us a little bit longer than usual to get back. Um, and you could say that it's hit us harder than Shawn Michaels throwing Marty Jannetty through the barbershop window <laughs> back in 1992. Here come the puns. <laughs> was that 92? That was yeah, it January was 92, well, yes. But, um, yeah, as you said, episode 13. 13, Not sorry. 12. Not 12. 13, 13 yes. Um, because I did slip up a little bit and I did think it was episode 12. So I've had to change a few things around. Johnny, you've got a whole page. No, I've read like, a lot of things here. Things to do with the numbers 12. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll let you explain. Go okay. on, off you go. So for some reason, I thought it was episode 12. And I did write down a couple of funny little things here and there regarding the number 12. And then I was corrected that it was episode 13. Never seen someone look so panicked just before we were about to record. So I did change a couple of little things around. um, And this is the one-year anniversary show as well. It is, is yeah. It's our one-year year and one-day anniversary. Listen, oh, it's pretty much on money, to be honest. It's not bad, is it? So that's, yeah, that's, uh, what are we on, the number 13? 13, 13. Johnny, number 13. And that's not 12 months, that's 13 months. <laughs> <laughs> and it's the 13 signs of the Zodiac. And I'm not talking Brutus, Ed Leslie, Booty Man, Beefcake either. Uh, fucking hell. <laughs> it's the 13 stations of the moon and the sun. This sounds a bit like the beginning of WrestleMania 6. It, it does. We're getting the, the, the absolute hype right now. We are. And also the 13, not 12, because 13 is correct, title reigns of one Charlotte Flair. Oh, yeah, it is. There She's we go. She's 14-time champion, is she? isn't she? No, I think she won the 13th one. If this is... Oh, look at the doubt on his face now. I laugh so much because I think you're five years. <laughs> Oh dear. We're not editing that out. That's no, not it. <laughs> Did we all have a very Merry Christmas? Yeah, other than the illnesses. I yes. think it's all right. You're, I think, judging by the look on James's face, is the answer's going to be no. Well, I love Christmas, but I was ill. Like, and it was bollocks. Like, I'm going to probably do a buffet to make up for it. You guys are invited <laughs> because I love the food. 
Uh, yeah. I couldn't hardly eat anything over Christmas, so it sucked. I was, I was just getting over my first case of strep throat, so I mean, like, I was able to eat, but it was still in a bit of pain. But um, yeah, it, it was all right. It was know? all right. It, yeah. it could have been better. It could have been worse. Yeah, but we're still here to tell the story. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. All in all, it was all right. Yeah. Did we get but any good wrestling gifts? I did. I'm wearing one. Oh, yeah. those lucky pants. Oh yeah. A six-year-old Charles Pence. Fucking hell, am I right? <laughs> Which I'm going to lead on to this in a minute. Oh, okay. um, I did, yeah, I did get a um, CM Punk t-shirt and a CM Punk hoodie. Oh shit! Yeah. Okay. Hey, I picked them. I had to buy. I had to order them. You must have ordered that ages before, weren't About you? Four months ago. Yeah. <laughs> well, before all that shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was a good idea at the time. You know, but um, so I yeah, got, I got a wrestling coloring book. And a slightly depressed-looking AJ Styles figure. I did see that yeah, photo. Weren't happy. Yeah, no, he looked proper. No, I was going to let him out of the box. But I thought, no, you're too depressed. <laughs> he Last looked more, he box, looked more like the paranoid one than the phenomenal one. He did. Yes, he did. Yes. <laughs> Keep Jesus. in your box, AJ. Keep S- in your box. Speaking of six-year-old pants, Johnny. <laughs> I hear that you went to go and see one of our um, listeners recently and may have stashed something somewhere. I did indeed. Yes, competition winner, Jim Sangwell. Your your parcel is on its way at the moment. Yes. Well, I have spoken to Three Counts Wrestling Podcast. uh, Sorry, Three Counts Wrestling Merchandise. They are immensely backed up still due to the previous postal strikes, but it is on its way, I promise you. So yeah, Jim Sangwell, I went to pay a little visit over Christmas to him. Um, obviously, me and him go back a little bit. And I decided to take an, a pair of pants. <laughs> <laughs> was it just one? Or was it all it was them? just one. I couldn't take all six. One? Yeah, one you pant. You couldn't let them all fucking No, not go. all at the same time, no. Whoever wins the next competition, I'm going to their house. As well. <laughs> but yeah, I took a pair of pants. It took him a little while to find them. And when he did find them... He sent me a photo and he said he was throwing them away because um, he hasn't got children. <laughs> and it might look a little bit strange. Yes. Yeah. Almost as strange as buying them for a mate, you know. <laughs> oh, we look at the last we've had. Oh, dear. Uh, oh, yes. Oh, the memories. memories. How we laughed. How we laughed. How we cried. So are we, uh, are, are we all caught up with what we've been up to? I think so. Yeah, no, I really yeah. Yeah, No, not so, really same here, isn't it? Yeah, you know? I think the... Christmas, New Year out of the way, back to yeah, work, isn't it? That's yep. it. Yeah. Back to life, back to yeah. reality. However do you want it. <laughs> However do you need it. Oh, oh there we okay. are. That's it. That's enough of that singing. Crap. Right. Okay. Just have so, a um, quick announcement as to what our topic was. Yes. We'll have to remember because it was done about a fucking month ago. <laughs> yeah, it? Yes. Well, it was about two months ago, wasn't it? Okay. So I went back on myself so many times with this pick for this episode. <clears throat> I must have changed my mind at least four or five times. But the topic I finally settled on was the top three matches, moments, interviews, promos, backstage interactions, storylines, or personalities. Absolutely anything from the year of 1992. Ooh. And I chose this topic because after the last episode of All Things Nostalgic, it gave me a warm, fuzzy feeling. In Down your in pants. My, in my pants and my midsection. <laughs> Fucking hell, guys. The last, <laughs> the last episode's all about pants. <laughs> We've brought Suburban Commando up yet. Oh, yeah. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> now, this wasn't far removed from when I first started watching these 
big strong lords of the ring. <laughs> I, <laughs> I thought I'd jump straight back into my ten-year-old self and invite you along for the ride. That sounded so bad. It did, it did. <laughs> As we take a trip down memory lane. Yeah. yeah, there we go. Well, like, yeah, it's yeah. a nice little build up there. Thank you very much. You're go. good at these, aren't you? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Who wants to go first? Shall I? Everyone's looking at me. Yeah, well, well, you're the, you're the one that picked one. it, so you can go first. Right. So, yeah, so this is anything that we enjoyed from the year of 1992. And just before we do start, I, I think I originally said WWF. But did you? It, well, it can I be. I fucking hope not. That's screwed two of mine straight away. <laughs> it can be anything. It can. I be. bet you've got one of mine. <laughs> I hope not. Yeah. <laughs> right. If if I do one and you say like I've got it. Oh, it's fine. Yeah. I'll, I'll just chime in a bit as cool. well. Yeah. Okay. Right. So my first pick. Okay. So the big boss man. He made his WWF debut back in June 1988. Okay. He came in as this evil prison guard who would often use his nightstick to beat down the good guys. Bossman would soon become a good guy himself and start using his nightstick on the bad guys that does, deserve to serve hard time. Does anyone know how it happens, how he turns face? No. It was something to do with Ted DiBiase, wasn't it? It was. And the snake? Yes, it was. On Brother Love? Yes, it was. Yes. It was about the boss man being told by DiBiase to go and get the million dollar belt off for Jake That's and then he realised that actually this was a crime yeah uh, didn't he put it in the bag as well with the snake he give it back to Jake and says uh, this is not on this is uh, I, I, I only do like justice and right, all that right, shit right, it was right. kind of weird okay. it was like <laughs> yeah. it, it was like he was a mega hill and then suddenly he had a change of heart and went I'm supposed to be here for like to protect the law and stuff and he was like <laughs> yeah. no this isn't right and then he just turns yeah. it's on the Brother Love show it was yeah, yeah. on an episode of Superstars I think okay yeah um, so they started with these freaky voiceovers telling the boss man that he was out of the slammer I and was threatening to come after him and he was like boss man I'm coming after you <laughs> that's I'm pretty good you. yeah with a little bit of dribble coming out <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the teeth grinding. Sounds like um, me on my second case of strep throat. <laughs> okay, so April the 29th, the man was released from jail, Cobb County Jail, and made his way directly to the Syracuse War Memorial Arena, where one of his old prison guards was wrestling. Having just defeated Dave Roulette in just under a minute, the big boss man saw fit to smack his opponent around a little bit more after the match. So having travelled all the way from Cobb County in Georgia to Syracuse, which is actually a 14 hour and 55 minute car journey. It's fucking yes, I looked it up. I looked it up. <laughs> Nails burst into the arena through the crowd. The man was wearing an orange jumpsuit with a prisoner number 902174 on the back. Fucking so did that have really any, oh, have any meaning? No, I couldn't find anything about it. Also, I just want to highlight, just for Johnny, because this is 1992, and it might be a little bit unknown, that this is the debut and storyline and rivalry with Nails. Yes. Big Nails. Yeah. So (laughs) he came in through the crowd and destroyed Boss Man with his nightstick. The, The attack actually kept Boss Man off TV for a few months. It looked legit and was very well done, I thought. Ooh. In my opinion, the Nails character gave one of the most 
brutal debuts of all time. Some people actually looked at the storyline as very interesting, like the concept of a convict and how they were treated in jail. Mm. Uh, yeah, yeah. The WF magazine did an awesome spread shortly after, showing photos of the aftermath of the beating and boss man covered in bruises. I used to get scared of looking at those photos. I think I only ever looked at them once. Yeah, I just want to say uh, just quickly what I loved about it was I'd never seen anyone, I think apart from probably the Black Scorpion, do a voiceover. There was no uh, video hmm. of Nails. It would just play over the uh, speakers, yeah. the voice, yeah, to the yeah, bus yeah. man. Like, so, say, like, I'm coming I've, for you and shit and I've all this sort of stuff. I've watched it. I've heard it. I genuinely just can't remember it. There was, yeah. like, no footage of him at all, I don't think. No, like, there, there wasn't. Was it was just... All it was was well, a voice. To be fair, it's 21, 21 odd years ago, really. I can't remember what I did last week. <laughs> yeah. So, over the next several weeks, Nails would tell the fans that Boss Man inflicted pain and embarrassment to him while in prison, and as a result, he was looking to get payback. With Boss Man injured, Nails would go on a rampage, taking out various talents, including Virgil and Sergeant Slaughter. And I think this was actually Sergeant Slaughter's last match was with Nails. Really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. I think he had one or two like in 2006 or something, but... Oh, he's had loads of matches yeah, like that. Yeah. Uh, when Bossman returned in the autumn, he quickly set his sights on Nails. On the October 12th episode of Primetime Wrestling, Bossman said Nails was crazy and should have been serving a life sentence. He then blamed the legal system for Nails being released and also his mental health was brought into question. Nails defended himself by simply saying that he had paid his debt to society. Nails' alleged, cr- alleged crimes were never revealed, with the man himself choosing not to share the information. Okay. However, you threw more than I write on my uh, archaeological essays, mate. I was quite impressed with what I've written, but I'm just great. He's flicked onto his second page and he's still on his first fucking pick. (laughs) So at the Survivor Series 92, Bobby Heenan revealed that he had not committed any crimes and Nails was innocent. Heenan stated that Nails had received parking tickets when he drove his mum's car to the local florist to buy her flowers for Mother's Day. I remember that. And he was crying a little bit as well when he did it. That was at SummerSlam 92. Yeah, 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 right. yes. SummerSlam 92. God, look at that. No, I've got no notes. Oh, my God. When returning God. to the vehicle, the ticket had blown away and Nails had no idea there was a ticket there to begin with. I hate you when that happens. Oh, I know. Nails spent 2,478 days in prison. That's more than six and a half years and takes him into territory of Class D felony. That could mean anything from armed robbery, manslaughter, to even pissing up against the window on a night out. Okay, Johnny. (laughs) How far have you gone with this? I've gone into this. Boss Man would recover in time for Survivor Series where he would defeat Nails in a nightstick match. Remember the match? I kind of remember it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It I wasn't kind of remember it. It wasn't a great it match. Was, no, no. This is the nightstick on a pole that survived. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 I think it's the only match they really had, apart from matches on the house shows. But yeah. Now, you could actually look at this a different way, which I did. So, Boss Man was beaten down on Day Roulette after defeating him. Nails, the hero in orange, ran through the crowd to say Roulette and managed to detain the, the power-mad prison guard with his own handcuffs. Nails also used Bossman's own stick to control him. Some people may say Nails took it too far, but let's face it, Bossman deserved it for smacking around the lifeless jobber. I Nails, don't know. <laughs> Nails was somehow portrayed as the villain, 
by saving another man from an unfair beatdown. Are all of yours like an essay, Johnny? <laughs> no, 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 no. Have you taken up psychology <laughs> during Christmas? Fucking oh, hell. What the fuck? Also, do you believe a man who was out buying flowers for his elderly mother or a sadistic former prison guard who once stole another man's chihuahua, cooked it and fed it to him? I, I haven't I haven't really thought about it, to be honest, Johnny. Look, mate. Thanks for all I've written. <laughs> It's <laughs> like ten lines. The boss man would also later tie the casket of the Big Show's father to the back of his car and drive away during the funeral service. You decide it was wrong. Fucking hell, Judge Judy. <laughs> what else have you got? They else didn't do much following this. Brief feud with the Undertaker that went nowhere. Accused <laughs> Vince McMahon of sexually assaulting him. Yes. Turned up to WCW and wrestled Sting. And again in New Japan wrestling, pro wrestling where he wrestled Elegante. You imagine John Gonzalez versus Nails. Jesus. <laughs> there we the, go, the, boom. The, one, apart from your essay, like the, the, the biggest thing about Nels that I remember was that part with The Undertaker. Yeah. Where they met in the ring. Yeah, it was like just all superstars. Right, well, they were going to... I thought you I saw it. They, they were going to have a feud. <coughs> they were going to set up a fuse. Right. It was even on the cover of a magazine. Yeah. But something happens in the backstage area which no one really knows to this day. Okay. We've got a good idea. I think Nels wanted more money. I yeah. think. I don't know. And no one knows what happened, but it resulted in Nels choking Vince McMahon out. Yeah. Something to do with sexually assaulting. Vince McMahon was sexually assaulting him by grabbing him or something. That's apparently the the rumours that have gone around. Is, and is this one of the... Is it, can, we, can we put the word allegedly? Allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. Right. Yeah, but that story is seen as a complete fabrication right. to try and get Nels out of... I've forgotten Nels' real name. I think it's Kevin Kelly. Yeah, it is, yeah. Right, so that a lot of people said that was a fabrication to get right. him out of the fact that he snapped because, okay. I mean, with Vince now, you don't know, well, do you? Allegedly. It, yeah. But, like... That was the thing. He he basically got in before Vince, like saying, he sexually assaulted me right, to try and right, make a right. police yeah, yeah. report yeah, yeah, before yeah. the whole thing got out of hand. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I haven't got much to Why say not? about now, so <laughs> unfortunately, Johnny. No. No. I'll be honest with I you. I thought the, the, the beatdown was just amazingly done. Yep. It was very, at that time, very brutal. Very, very strange attire for a wrestler. It's yeah. just a oh, complete yeah. just yellow suit, suit uh, orange suit. Yeah. Yeah. I think WCW was called the Punisher, I think. It was basically the same yeah. character. Yeah. He didn't have the numbers on his back. Oh, can't understand where I've not heard that name before. <laughs> <laughs> Boom, yeah. There yeah. we go. Well, I've got to admit, I'm so looking forward to reading my two lines out about <laughs> this one. Um, it's incredibly short but sweet compared to Johnny's 24-page essay. Um my all of mine are matches. I'm just going to say, um, and believe me, like like I said earlier, I, I can't remember what I did last fucking week. <laughs> so I had to proper Google and go into like try and find every major organisation and it. go through. Oh, what was that good? Is that a good match? That was cool. Oh, fuck me, I've not seen that one. Let's have a look at that. Yeah. Um, my first pick comes from a uh, WCW main event show on the 29th of October 1992, and it is Brian Pillman and stunning Steve Austin versus Shane Douglas and Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Okay. okay. It's a fucking brilliant match. I don't think I've seen that match. I haven't. I, I probably have, but can't remember it. I think they had a match, I don't know if they might have done one on Clash of the Champions as well, that the, you were doing matches around that time. Yeah. But yeah, I've never well, this, I've seen this, that one. This was, so I had to do, again, I had to do a little bit of research <clears> for this. this. It turns out this was like, just on the cusp of when they were about to become 
the Hollywood Blondes. It's fucking brilliant. It's a really entertaining match. I mean, it's not overly long. I think it's about 10 minutes, 15 minutes long. Who was it, Shane? Um, uh, Shane Douglas and Ricky Steamboat against um, Stunning Steve Austin and Brian Pillman. Um, but then you, from like the get-go of this match, you can see the chemistry between Pillman and They're Austin. Four great wrestlers for that time as well. And Douglas and Steamboat are yeah. they're brilliant together. I always liked Douglas. Douglas used to get a lot of um, I like him. flack for being, I don't know what it was, maybe but later on in his career maybe. But um, The Dean yeah. Douglas thing really, really did not suit yeah. him. And, yeah. I mean, he... Derailed he is, him a bit, to be fair. He is really the originator of ECW. When yeah. he throws yeah. down that NWA title and goes, you can all kiss my ass. Yeah. That is the start of ECW, really, alongside maybe the public enemy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Being yeah, in the, the days, in, yeah. 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 That's when it turned to extreme, wasn't it? Because it was Eastern Championship Wrestling before yes. that. Yeah. Yeah, Todd Gordon went along with uh, Paul Heyman's ideas, basically. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah it's, I'll simply what I've put in, in the chemistry between these four wrestlers was absolutely epic. And you've got four wrestlers who are literally just showcasing their talents. It's brilliant. It's, yeah, it's, it's good. It, it, the whole match is on YouTube. I won't give away the winners on, the, on any of my picks. Um, I found it all on YouTube um, because I couldn't find that on um, on the network. I think as well, they were four were in singles matches quite a bit at that time yeah, as yeah, well. Yeah. So yeah. this was when they were first started teaming up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it was it was great. It, it really is a highly entertaining match. It's just it's got that perfect mix of you know. Was it for the titles or no? It's just a standard match. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, yeah, it's great. And it was on WCW Pro. WC, uh, that, WCW oh, main event. Because that wasn't one of their biggest like shows either no, at the time. Nope. Yeah. That was kind of like their, I guess, Sunday Night Heat yeah. sort of version of yeah. their WCW shows. Yeah, that was yeah, good. There you go. Short was sweet. Boom. Done. Boom. James. Okay. Uh, sticking with the theme of WCW, which is quite surprising, thing. isn't it, really? Because WCW, yeah. I mean, it was kind of struggling at the time, but... There are some really, really good matches in there. And one in particular was Wrestle War 92, which was the War Games match, which was Sting Squadron versus the Dangerous Alliance. Ooh. Does anyone remember this match? This, no. Good, this has been one of the best Wrestle well, um, War Games matches of all time. Oh, I believe it is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, apart from maybe the new ones, maybe the. Uh, no, I have watched this because I was messaging you at the time while I was watching it. Yeah. Yes, yeah, I this have is, watched it. It's fucking phenomenal. It's a great match. Even Paul Heyman quoted it this past week on Raw. Did he really? Did he really? Yeah, when um, Sami Zayn was up on the cage doing his NWO. Oh, thing, yeah. And he goes, what, are you part of the Dangerous Alliance? Yeah, he did. Yeah. Fucking hell, we remembered. Yep. So... I'm trying to remember. I don't want to ruin the match, actually. I'm trying to remember who was in there and the. Uh, do you know what, guys? I'm not going to go with the order. If you, if there's anyone out there who hasn't seen this match, it is fantastic. Oh yeah, it's got colour in it, which yeah. is very, very strange for that time. And Sting Squadron is Sting, Barry Windham, Dustin Rhodes, Ricky Steamboat. And, strangely enough, Nikita Koloff. Also, just a quick interjection there, a very young and upcoming Dusty Road. Dustin Road, yeah. Dustin Road, sorry. Yeah. Yes, the natural. Yeah. Yeah. Then we've got the Dangerous Alliance. And this was really Paul E. Dangerously's big break, who we now know as Paul Heyman, oh, who's yeah. so over. Paul Heyman was working as... He used to have a lot to do with nightclubs yeah. in New York. 
and obviously went around the he went around the block in wrestling and this was especially for me this was the first time I really remember Paul E. Dangerously mm. having a big storyline I don't know about you guys do you remember with the phone yeah yeah that big phone yeah, that yeah. Big mobile yeah yeah I mean he had some matches uh, I think he had some matches to do with Jim, with, with Jim Cornette mm-hmm. some sort of feud at some point yeah, but, they did like a tuxedo match, I think. Or yeah, because I remember, like I remember Cornette talking about he got hit with that phone and it split him clean open. Shit. But apart from, apart from that, <clears throat> going a little bit back on nostalgia, this was probably my favourite WCW match and the first time I remember Paulie Dangerously. The Dangerous Alliance team was stunning Steve Austin. And this was at a point when Steve Austin was not a big star. He was, he was sort of seen... As one of the other competitors who really is the main person in the Dangerous Alliance, which is Rick Rude, Absolutely. he was seen as his protege. Yeah. That was the idea. You have Bobby Eaton, one of the best wrestlers. Anyone who you ask professionally will tell you that Bobby Eaton was amazing. Yeah. Larry Sabisco, who plays a very strange role in this match. And Arn Anderson, the enforcer. It's a fantastic War Games match. It's you guys so good. will know probably now the rules of War Games. I'm not going to ruin it. Nah, That's no, it. Wrestle War 92. I always Fuck preferred good. these War Games matches because they had the roof on them as well and they looked yep. a lot more gritty compared to the they look grimy. ones nowadays. Yeah. yeah. Except for which one was it? Was it 1991 when the roof Sid tried to power bump Brian Pillman? Yes, he jumped and he hit, oh, yeah, he hit yeah, the yeah. proper twatted him. He hit the roof. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah, it was too low. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. yeah. I always liked as well the Dangerous Alliance's music. Yeah. At this time as well, I try and do it. It's in my head, but I, it, it will come out completely wrong. So I'm not even going to attempt it. <laughs> the way that Paul Heyman acts in this match, you can begin to see greatness. There's things like the coin toss go on yeah. and you see them huddle around and you see him acting like the coach and he's really getting into it and going, this is what we're going to do. And he's got like a whole, I think he's got a clipboard or a notepad yes, and all of yeah. this. And it's can, every, very, every so often you can see him scribbling something out. Yeah, so it looks like he's changing who's going to yeah, go it's, in next. It's very clever and it's good. Do this they is still a good match. do the, the coin toss now? I can't remember if they do. If they do, it's off, it's, it's it's off of yeah, uh, TV or a match. Say I've ever seen it. I think it's a match to decide. Oh, no, yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, you're right. Interesting fact with WCW, especially in the early War Games matches, I don't believe the faces ever won the coin toss. Ooh. No, I don't. Um... I think that the hills always won. And if you think about it, yeah. psychologically, it wouldn't make sense for a face uh, to win. Yeah, that's yeah. Because you'd have a two-on-one situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah good point. Yeah. There was always the Weird War Games um, in 98, I think it was, where there was three teams in there. Didn't like it. They had like Warrior was the captain of one, Piper was captain of the other. and Never seen them. Didn't like them. Yeah. yeah I know what strange. you're talking about. Yeah. It was... Uh, I think there was one where there was American footballers involved. I think they might... Possibly. Oh, God. I think they might have been on oh, Piper's sick. team that time or someone. Oh, yeah. Um, Kevin was Green? Kevin Green and someone else. Um, yeah. Was it Scotty Norton? I don't know. It's been a while yeah, since I've watched it. We're just guessing it could be Scotty <laughs> yes. Norton. But yeah, that's no, great. Pick. I, I also like these um, the WCW pay-per-views from 92 because they're always fun to go back and watch. Because they've just got full of so many like I've, weird I've, and random matches. They're I've also. Recently, I've been recently going through all Starcodes. 
They're also fault. I fall. did notice actually. Yeah, yeah I did yeah. see. <laughs> they're also fault of people who made it really big in WWF around yeah. about the Attitude Era. So this is sort of a stomping ground for a lot of people who get fired by Eric yeah. Bischoff and then come up to WWF and make it quite big. So yeah, yeah, it's yeah. really cool. You got some crazy ones in there as well, <laughs> like Scotty yeah. Fl- Flamingo. Scotty Flamingo, who was Raven, wasn't he? When yeah. he become Raven? Yep. Marcus Alexander Bagwell. Buff. Buff. Buff is the stuff. Super Invader. He was um. Was he Hercules? He uh, must have yes. been. I think he was, he was. Hercules. What, what yeah. Her- Hercules Hernandez? Yeah. Versus Todd. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Well done. The yeah. Steiner Brothers versus... Um, Tom Sink oh. is always an uh, interesting one. Yeah. A lot of people thought that he was going to go really, really high in the business. Just, just to clarify, we're reading this off a TV screen <laughs> yes. at the moment. We're not just going <laughs> random names. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. that's my pick. Yeah, yeah good pick. Yeah. Right, back to uh, Stephen Hawking with his next <laughs> thesis. Wow. Okay. Um Pick number two. Are you all sitting comfortably? You're going to be here a while. <laughs> Sit down. Have you, read, have you read that a man for this one, Johnny? No, half that. I <laughs> <laughs> oh, was only 12 pages. Yeah, it won't take long. <laughs> right. Pick two features the dead man, the undertaker, and Jake the Snake Roberts. Okay, so it's not the actual match that's my pick. It's more of the build and the specific angle. So if I take you back six months prior to the summer of 91. Yeah. So if I take you back six months prior to the summer of 91, yeah. Jake had just turned heel and was feuding with the macho man, Randy Savage. Best impression I've ever had. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Dig it. Now, with Roberts being heel, it led to his sinister character making yeah. sense to align with The Undertaker. Taker was kind of serving as like this unofficial enforcer to get more heat for Roberts. Yeah. Roberts tried to use Taker whenever he couldn't beat a good guy wrestler. Now, the build for this match only started about five weeks prior to WrestleMania 8. Okay. Jake was hiding behind the curtain, ready to ready with a chair, and looking to attack an unaware Randy Savage and Miss Elizabeth. Until the Undertaker stopped him. The following week, Jake appeared on the funeral parlour, hosted by Paul Bearer, which aired on an episode of Superstars of Wrestling. Jake was pissed and was calling out the Undertaker. He wanted to get to the bottom of why he stopped him. He asked the question of what side the Undertaker was on. And the Undertaker took the urn from Paul Bearer and spoke into the microphone and said, Not yours. I remember that. Best impression ever. (laughs) However, Jake would trap the Taker's hand in the casket, DDT Paul Bearer, kick the urn, and viciously take down the Undertaker with multiple chair shots. The Undertaker would rise up, dragging the casket with him to pers- in pursuit of Jake Roberts. The whole thing went from the whole thing from the dark side of Roberts to the beatdown to take her becoming a face worked really well. Mm-hmm. I do wish they extended the feud a bit longer. The promos going into WrestleMania 8 were tremendous. You could buy that Jake was a threat to Taker and vice versa. And a couple of random facts about the match. Jake's wanted out of the WF so bad. They only agreed to do the match if Vince released him. And also the finish was meant to be a tombstone in the ring, but Jake changed it mid-match to the tombstone on the outside so he would look better on the way out. 
There we go. Uh, Wow. Yeah, so the story there is that according to Jake Roberts, as I recall, he wanted a creative job. Yeah. Yeah, And he wanted to work with Pat Patterson, I believe. Yeah, I think that's right. Or something like that. And and Vince went, I think Vince went back on it and Jake got pissed. Yeah, that's pretty much what it was, I think. Yeah, and that is why the feud suddenly stops and that's why Jake disappears after the match. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I kind of knew a little bit about that. I didn't realise that was, you know... Yeah. That was the actual... Um, That's the backstage real-life stuff right. that went yeah. on. Okay. Yeah, to cause wow. that. But yeah, but the whole angle, that's, I just remember that being one of the first big angles I ever saw. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I just, I just thought it was great. Yeah. I'm going to go back and rewatch there, that. Uh, everything, yeah. yeah. It's very oh, short. Yeah. It's very short. As I, a really, match. I would say that the funeral parlour stuff is better than the match. Yeah. yeah. You know the whole build-up, what Definitely. you said there? I the match feels very much like Jake's on his way out yeah, right. to me. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah, I'm going to have to go back and rewatch that. I, I do don't... wish it, they, ex- they could have extended it yeah. somehow. I think there mm. was more in the story yeah. if they had the chance to do it. But Ooh. Very strange finish, as Johnny uh, picks up about there with the yeah. tombstone outside. It seems very strange and out of place. Yeah. Mm. But apparently Taker was like, he wasn't sure what to do because he hadn't been wrestling for many years. When Jake changed it mid-match... He kind of like questioned what what should he do? He didn't right. know whether to go out there and tombstone on the floor or what. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. There we go. Yeah, definitely going after that. Short yeah, and sweet. Have a look for that, <laughs> oh, mate. I'll top that. <laughs> Short and sweet. I mean, not not by Pete. <laughs> um, yeah, my, my again, like I said, my all of mine are all of mine are matches, and again, this is another one that I never actually seen. Um, going through like lists of matches from 1992. Um, out of curiosity, I had to watch this. I'm not that clued up on the first name I'm going to mention. Okay. And this has now led me to, uh, ooh, I need to see more. Um, and this comes from an episode, uh, a, sorry, a house show of WCW on the 19th of June, 1992. And it's Barry Windham versus stunning Steve Austin with Paulie Dangerously. Um, like I said, I, I've not watched a lot of Barry Windham. Um, didn't really know I knew who he was I knew a little bit about him but this has now kind of led me to uh, yeah. I, I want to watch more yeah so he has a, he has a strange career Stu and for everyone out there so he becomes very very big around the mid to late 80s yeah. has a lot of matches with Ric Flair yeah that, and, that bit yeah, yeah. And, and ends up going into the Four Horsemen after yeah. that what's sad about Barry Windham is I believe that he went to WWF and was called the Widow Maker at yes, one point. Like the late 80s, I think yeah, it was. Yeah, very that. late, early 90s. Yes. And his career kind of derails. Yeah. He's not seen as a big star anymore. Yeah. Like, he's almost like this person who everyone talks about who was amazing, and yet he's still around, but everyone talks like he's gone. I know right. that sounds really strange. Yeah, like, they, talk about, like they talk about him in the past tense. Yeah, yeah. Right. Like you still got uh, things like the Stalker. Yeah, yeah. Uh, from WWF and things like that in '96 come in. Didn't he go back to WCW? Was he part of the yeah. Texas Rednecks? Yeah, he. he With Kurt Angle, uh, Kurt Angle, Kurt Angle. But he was he okay. never he never had that power star power because he yeah. was seen as a real big star. Yeah. Like someone who would have hour-long broadways with Ric Flair. Yeah. yeah. Was he ever champion? I, I think he was. 
I think so. I think he was once. I think. He certainly wrestled Flair for the title. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he was champion. Yeah. Prior to, obviously, as we know, the submission match between uh, Austin and Bret Hart, this this is, for me, obviously going back and re-watching this match, this is kind of the earliest I've ever seen Steve Austin as a grappler. Yes. As a, as a technical grappler. Very good. And it it was brilliant. It's it, I mean, don't get me wrong. I high, I highly highly regard Austin as one of the, you know, one of the greatest names in wrestling of all time. Not just as a character, but you know, for for his in ring work, he, he he can't take away what the guy's done for the industry. But this match with Barry Windham just made me see Austin in, in a completely different light. Mm. It's really really changed my outlook on him. And like I said, it's, it's made me want to go back and. You know, not so much rewatch a lot of stuff of Barry Windham because I didn't, didn't really know a lot about the guy, but this has really made me want to go and check out a lot of his, you know, yeah. past work. I like Barry Windham. I, I like him. Always, he was a big guy as well. He was a tall fucking guy. huge he, he was, compared to Austin. He was a uh, world champion. And he had lovely blonde hair as well. He did. Lovely, lovely blonde, lovely, lovely blonde lovely hair. Blonde Gorgeous hair. locks. Oh, wash him in a mountain stream. Oh, oh. I don't know where that came from. No, neither do I. Sorry. <laughs> But but yeah, he was a world we, champion, wasn't he? I'm sure he... Yes. He was, yeah? Yes. There we go. Barry Windham. So, yeah, that's... Yeah. He, he, that's my pick, yeah. He, he's, Again, I'm not going to give away the winner. <clears throat> he's a very strange uh, wrestler because he's someone who's seen as a megastar yeah. now, like a legend, but he only sort of has, as I say, half a career. Mm. His career, I don't know if it's an injury I uh, or people just lost faith in him. Is there colour in this match, by the way? Uh, how's it made? Colour. Colour? Blood. Uh, no, no, okay. sorry, mate. No, yeah, yeah sorry, mate. I'll struggle what you're on about then. Okay. No, no, no. It, no, it's just, like I said, it's just a house show. Okay. It's just a, a bog standard, you know, ding, ding, let's go. Ding, ding. Yeah, you know. But it, it's an entertaining match. It, it really is an entertaining match. And, um, yeah, go and check it out, you know. Yeah. There you I go. He was mainly like, a lot of people saw him as a mid-card, I think as US champion, because I think he won the US title quite a few times. I remember yeah, that. he he's big in like the mid-80s, I believe. Yeah. It's a shame though, because he was, I, I used to like his finisher as well, um, Suplex from the top. And yeah. he used to do the Lariat. Yeah, yeah. And he had some good matches with uh, Brian Pillman as well. I remember they had a tape fist match. Yeah. Which I've never really understood the whole point of the tape fist, because what is it going to make you... But hit harder. But that's another that's for another yeah. time. <laughs> it is it is a very uh strange one, Barry Windham. Yeah. If you guys want to look into it, she's looking into it now. Yeah, he'll yeah. see he'll see what I mean. Suddenly do, Yeah, do you know if if anyone out there in listener land can point me in the right direction, or if you two guys can point me into the right direction of some, you know, yeah, of certainly. any good matches of his, please, please hit me up, let me know, and I'll gladly check him out. Yep. There you go. Okay. Happy new. Done. That's my number two. Okay. So I'm going to go back to WrestleMania 8. Do you have this one, Johnny? No. Okay. That's my next pick. No one has it. (laughs) Okay. So I'm going back to WrestleMania 8. Now, a lot of people were really upset that Ric Flair didn't have the match with Hulk Hogan. Right. At WrestleMania 8. Right. That was supposed to be the 
big showdown between yeah. the NWA champion and the champion from yeah, New yeah, York. Yeah. In other words, w, this is really before WCW and WWF because WCW is not that big yeah, at yeah. this point. So it doesn't happen, but what happens instead is a really cool match, in my opinion, and that's Randy Savage and Ric Flair. Right, okay. I was wondering where this was going for a second. This was yep. actually going to be one of my original yep. picks. This is a great match. This is one of the first matches where the WWF title match is a proper athletic sort of match. Yeah. If you know what I mean. It's more like an intercontinental title match for WWF because it changes the tradition a little bit. And what I mean by that is we're used to, at this point, Hogan and the Warrior. Yeah. And we used to uh, King you know Kong Bundy. I've got a reference for that as yeah. well. And we've got number one pick. King Kong Bundy and Hogan, Andre and Hogan, Randy Savage, I suppose, against Hogan at WrestleMania Five. Yeah. But this match is like there's a great backstory to this. And Johnny, I'll let you take the backstory because we were talking about it the other day. Is this the um, Elizabeth? The Elizabeth thing. Yes. Um, right. So yeah, what I was what I was going to say is a yeah a story. A story was about a personal grudge. You had Ric Flair claiming that Miss Elizabeth was his before she was Randy's. Right. Do you remember this? No. The WF magazine yeah like printed these photos of Savage and Miss Elizabeth together away from the ring at home and about. I think they were feeding a horse at one point. They were sitting by the pool, and. Um, <laughs> A month later, the same photos oh. are taken yeah. with Ric Flair. Right. They were all edited with Ric Flair. And I remember at the time looking at this thinking, like, what is the right one? Yeah, like, it was really interesting yeah. because they okay. got the magazine involved. Right. And it was strange because you would see these pictures and it would be like near enough the exact same yeah. picture with Randy and Elizabeth as Rick with Elizabeth. It was Randy okay. feeding the horse. <laughs> yeah, and then Flair it was, was, then it was Rick feeding the horse, Woo! and like them sitting round. I remember there was one of them sitting round, like, like a table, the, yeah, the, the dining room table. Yeah. And um, yeah, what else were they doing? Sitting by the swimming pool, uh, feeding the horse. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's just strange. Uh, crochet, yeah, crochet. Yeah, I so, think there was. Yeah, I think, yeah. yeah. I think there was something what? like that. Yeah, I think there was. Does it have Rick like in one of those sweater type things? That's or right. what, it was like white. I yeah, think. it was really weird. Oh fucking yeah. hell! But um, yeah, he, Flair like did everything he could to get into the Savage's head. I just tried yeah. with the mind but, gains and everything. And then move it, thanks, Johnny. And then moving on to the match. <laughs> moving on to the match. The match. There's just an intensity to this match. Right. It it has the same sort of vibes as Piper and Brett. Okay, right, 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 yep. Like that type of intensity. Yeah. Yep. Even though they're both friends, there's colour in this match. Yeah. They were not allowed to get colour. Both Brett and Rick got fines. Sure. Because they bladed. Okay. This match is kind of a handicap match. Mr. Perfect is actually in the ring as much as Ric Flair, near enough. If you watch right. this back, yeah, yeah. they work, they're literally, well, I was going to say no pun intended, but it is. They are savage. Yeah, yeah. With savage. Yeah, because yeah. 
they're smacking his knee. The idea is to just totally go for the knee and they're hitting it with chairs. I think at one point they hit him with a knuckle duster. They're sure. just going mental. And Elizabeth comes down. Yeah. And I think that Ric Flair tries to play it off as if they have had like some sort of past. Yeah, and he yeah. tries to kiss her and she just goes mental, starts slapping him. Yeah. And this match is crazy. It's kind of like, even though it isn't, it's kind of like a no-holds-barred match. Right. Do you agree with that, Johnny? Yeah, no, definitely, yeah. Yeah, it's very full-on. It's crazy. Okay. It's just a weird match, a, a weird sort of match, but good. Do you remember the promo before the actual over Flair interview in the back before coming to the ring with Perfect? No. They said um, that Flair cut this awesome promo about um, you told Savage oh, yes, that when yes. it's over to look up at the big screen because Perfect was going to show the centrefold. Yes, I do. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Oh, I also found it strange as well because this was the first time really that a title match hadn't main evented WrestleMania. I think they were so scared of the Hogan factor. Right. Oh, possibly, yeah, yeah. Because Hogan had uh, pissed him off, hadn't he, with the steroids? He'd gone on Arsenio Hall. Yes. And he'd said about that he took steroids. And yeah, it was Vince basically wanted rid of him at that point. Yeah. And a last match, a retirement match, yep. possibly Hogan's last match, mm-hmm. was talked about. Yeah. Even the commentary team as well, I thought, were great in this match as well. With yeah, Gorilla and Bobby. Yeah, because Bobby is fantastic whenever Flair is there because he's supposed to be the manager. Yeah, you got the executive consultant and yeah. the what's the other one? The uh, financial manager yeah, and the executive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, yeah. I remember Gorilla kept saying, "Will you stop?" Yeah, he's really good. Fantastic match. Yeah, that's a great match. Yeah, good and arguably for me. Um, in my opinion, ten times better than if we'd have got Hogan and Flair in there. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah, That's good pick, man. Good pick. Yeah. Okay. All right. Round for the last ones. Final pick. Right. Are you ready for this? Have you got your slippers? Is this ridiculous? <laughs> are, we gonna like need, are we gonna need a pillow right. and a blanket? Right. Prepare yourself, okay. Has anyone got the Pro Plus? <laughs> <laughs> right. Pick number three. It's December the sixth. 1992. Wait for it. And the WWF and Simon Cowell are tag team in the music charts. Okay. I was expecting a weather update. <laughs> this is the first, you know what? This, this is the is first it, yes. time he's done one of these and not given us a weather well, update. Yeah, well, well, I'm sure we'll get one later. <laughs> We've still got our best and worst moments of water cup. Very true. Yes. So, in at number four in this week is a new entry. Oh, fuck you. It's the WWF superstars with Slam Jam. <laughs> Now, if people don't know who Simon Cowell is, he's better known for being on The X Factor. Oh, Johnny. Oh, fuck Everyone mate. knows Come who on. Simon Cowell is. Carol? Simon Cowell? Simon Cowell. Simon Cowell, right. Back in the 80s, Simon Cowell spent most of his time. Is that his less successful oh. cousin? <laughs> yes. Oh, <laughs> oh God, I'm choking. Oof. He spent most of his time driving around in his porch. Porch. Porch? <laughs> porch. What's going wrong with you two? Big <laughs> tired. Did you watch the Rumble last oh, night, Johnny? Oh, I feel like I have. Yeah. <laughs> well, he was showing up at every London party. All this despite only having one hit to his label. So August 92, Simon Cowell found his perfect partner, 
the World Wrestling Federation. So the WWF in 1992, especially in the UK, was on fire, with SummerSlam being held at Wembley. A few days later, Simon read a newspaper report about the event and was stunned by the numbers. In his autobiography, he wrote, There's not a rock band in the world that could sell out this quick. I also found out they were selling about 2.5 million videos a year. There were a lot of kids that were buying an album too. Simon got in touch with Vince McMahon. The music itself didn't have to be good. It just had to be good enough. The studio whipped up some generic beats. For the wrestling parts, they mostly just sampled promos from TV. The wrestlers involved were Bret Hart, The Undertaker, Randy Savage, The British Bulldog and The Ultimate Warrior. Hacksaw was involved, wasn't he? He came in a little bit later oh, did for he? the album, yes. Oh, you know Studio. Yes, <laughs> I know. know. <laughs> I have I'm the album. I'm quite happy to say That's that I don't album, know. Eh? Uh, Johnny got me the album. Didn't no, it was it? me. It was Johnny. Oh, was it you? Yeah. Sorry, I can't. I can't say listen to it all, mate. But I, I have. Yeah, it's it's good. fucking atrocious. He's good. It, USA's good. Get the fuck out. <laughs> no, the Macho Man one. It's yeah. terrible. Jam, thank you, man. Ooh. It's all fucking. And it's awful. about him being quite amazing and all yeah. this. Get your heart up pumping. That's it. How, How do you know it? He's the Macho Man. Oh my god. Soaring with the eagles, dancing with the weasels. <laughs> well, um, yeah, so Warrior was later removed for drug related issues. Fuck. So he didn't make hell. the final cut. Fucking hell, can you imagine Warrior's one? <laughs> yes. I, oh. Now, the resulting album was called WrestleMania, as Stu would know. The first single was called Slam Jam, and it burst into the charts at number four. WrestleMania, the album, went on to sell 1.5 million copies on its first run. That's fucking loser, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> do you know how many awards it won? No. I do. No. Fuck all. Because <laughs> it's shit. Oh. I think it deserves awards it because does. of the fact that it's so shit and oh. made that amount of money. You make a musical version of the fucking Razzie Awards. It'd clear it up. Oh, I'd watch it. It's uh, fucking uh, heist of the century away from Seth Rollins, <laughs> isn't it? Oh, money wise. Jesus. <laughs> 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 he did that though Simon Carroll didn't he because he did like Teletubbies and shit yeah. he used to go Mr. all over those sort of things yeah. Yeah. Bob yeah. the Builder because Mr Blobby a year later went to number one Christmas number yeah. one so imagine if this had gone to Christmas number one every year Christmas time <laughs> this would be playing while you're doing your shopping around Tesco what the fuck <laughs> so the beast was released upon the earth the beast was released <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. People pleaded with Simon Cow not to disgrace Please their good don't name leave. with don't a novelty don't. record about wrestling. Oh, fuck. Oh, but as I said, Slam Chad had almost been Christmas number one. <laughs> so to finish my final pick, if it's okay, you guys, I'd just like to read you a few of the incredible oh, lyrics. F- oh, my God. These are incredible. If you want. No, I want, no. to read, I want to read them. I want All to right. read them. All right, here we go. Can we have them done in, like, a, a philosophical kind yeah, of Yeah, I'm not going to sing it. There's, there's supposed to be a really serious one with Brett, and they're in the yeah, middle. Yeah, they was going to say... He was the only one... <laughs> he was the only one who wanted his own lyrics to sing his own song. It's People were saying he was going to be the new <laughs> Brian Adams. <laughs> it is fucking awful. Oh. I'm sorry, because, like, you know, obviously we know Bret Hart's going to be listening to this. <laughs> Fucking hell, mate. What were you thinking? Right, here we go. <clears throat> the World Wrestling Federation today. <sighs> Slam. The Hitman. 
the best there is, the best there was, the best there ever will be. Not after yeah. that fucking album. Randy Savage, unbelievable, yeah. I'm the British Bulldog, and you're going down. The Undertaker says slam. Everybody, to a man, slam. It's a slam jam. Everybody <laughs> wants to pump with the British Bulldog. Yeah. What? They want to what? <laughs> Hump the British Bulldog? Pump with the British Bulldog. Pump with the British Bulldog? That's even worse. <laughs> yeah. Well, the hitman yeah. bends, but the what? hitman does not break it. Oh. Slam jam. Thank you, ma'am. This is the macho man. Yeah. Ting Tang. Undertaker says slam. Walla walla bit. Here we man. go. Ready? The chorus <laughs> coming up. We're the cream. We roll like a team. But every great <laughs> team needs a theme. Here it is, the good, this the bad, and the ugly. Now yeah. here I am, the man. So get with the slam and pick up the programme. In the air, we're flying, death defying, pumping iron, roar like a lion, pound for pound, round for round. Mama said, Mama said, take you out. Pump it, pump it, pump it. <laughs> is, I'm sorry, is this written by the Black Eyed Peas 20 years ago? It seems like the sort of shit Will I Am would come up with. That's it. Yeah, there we go. Or some sort of uh, homosexual porno <laughs> right? Like, what the fuck? Oh, I, what the fuck have we just listened yeah. to? Pump it, pump it. Oh, I don't know why I'm complaining. I've listened to the album. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. Oh. Please tell me you're done. That's it. Yeah, that is it. Oh, that's, that's the. Oh, it was on repeat. It does go on repeat again. I could do the whole thing. No. Again. <laughs> There's, there's a Hacksaw Jim Duggan one the street. No. USA. USA. Uh, <laughs> yeah, USA. then he goes, I've, I've got the American flag. And then yeah. he does a promo in the middle of it. I've got my two by four. The the American fans. Um, yeah, I don't know the rest yeah, of Yeah, neither do I, but he actually speaks it. It's yeah. 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 It's, it's not. What other one's on the app? There's the Tonka one. It's None. On there. There's uh, no crush. more. There's What's a, the Tonka one's yeah. like? Uh, shit. I've got it's, bloody it's my so shit. I've got <laughs> I got blood in my veins and I'm down for fighting. How the fuck do you remember this? <laughs> is that what it is? Yeah. Hey, hey, it starts off, hey, how are you? Hey, how are you? Yeah, really? not, not, you know, in the slightest <laughs> bit racist, you know. <laughs> it does, yeah. It is, yeah. There's a Mr. Perfect it's one It's incredibly well. racist now. It starts now. off with Mr. Perfect song and he goes, I'm perfect. And it goes, do, 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 do. <laughs> I'm perfect. So bad. And there's a Nasty Boy stomp on there as well. That's, that's a good one. Which I think is a rip-off of Janet Jackson, Nasty Boys. Because I listened to Janet Jackson the other day and it had a Nasty Boys song on it and it sounded exactly the same. Yeah, I was she's <laughs> I Have I taken drugs or something? <laughs> I, I, I feel like I'm, I'm, like I'm not here. I know. But it's like You've an out-of-body experience. No, I know. Do you know what? It's actually still in my car. Is it? Yeah. The WrestleMania song as well, though, because it starts off... I said, are you ready for the Survivor Series? But it's the WrestleMania album. Yeah. Why are they saying Survivor Series? Fuck no, sir. I've always wondered that. It's cash grab, isn't it? <laughs> well, I don't care. Everybody to It's one. Johnny fucking... Oh, my God. Johnny Pitts, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. The WrestleMania, has, that has the Tonka in it on the, on the song. The Nasty Boys are on the song. Yeah. Um, and it was actually used as Linda McMahon's entrance theme yeah it was oh Wrestlemania and it was nearly it was nearly if I could get away with it our theme (laughs) oh god I remember you telling me that yeah to make it like nostalgic 
I'd be singing that every time. No. Instead of the theme that we've got now, it was going to be that. Which is way better. <laughs> way better. You could always, if you want to update in the future, just no. sample me no. record reading um, Slam Jam. No. No, there's a lawsuit waiting to happen. <laughs> yes. Oh, but yeah, that's it. Brilliant. I don't even know turn it is now. It's mine. Is it gone? I feel like I've lost the will to live after that. <laughs> oh, it's like PTSD. I listened to the album once. Never going to do it again. That's not what I've heard. Walking no. past your outside every day. Why are you walking around? My- <laughs> Second time. Oh. Isn't it? Crap. Right. Right. I'm in the morning. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking right. lyrics for that. Why are we still talking about it? Oh my god. Oh, right. My number one pick. Shut the fuck up, both of you. <laughs> talking of um the steroid incident, it leads me to my number one pick. Um and this comes from October twelfth, nineteen ninety-two, and it is just average WWF house show. It is Bret Hart versus Ric Flair for the WWF Heavyweight Championship. Ah, Syracuse. Saskatoon. Saskatoon. Saskatoon, yes. Um, And this was coming off the back of the steroid scandal and Vince McMahon realising that he needs to get rid of this big beefcake, stereotypical, you know, leader of the pack, like Hogan and people like that and the warrior, and realising that he's going to have to go with the natural bigger... Yeah. Looking guys. Up comes Bret Hart. Yeah, I actually had this as one of my honourable mentions at the end. Yeah. Um I fucking love this match. This is a good match, yeah. But because it, it also features Mr. Perfect. It does, yeah. Um outside the ring in um Ric Flair's corner. And I've stated this many, many times before in the past. I'm not a fan of Ric Flair. I really am not, but I absolutely love watching this match purely on the chemistry with Flair and Bret Hart. Interesting thing about this match was that Ric Flair called this match in the ring. I didn't know that. Uh, You know what? I kind of had that impression anyway from what, because I watched it again. Again, I watched it on YouTube. They they didn't talk at all. Yeah, they didn't talk at all before the match and Rick said, I'll call it in the ring. Yeah. And Brett wasn't particularly happy about it. They didn't have any sort of plan going Mm. into it. It was all... Rick. For, for a wing it match, which yeah. essentially it is, it's done fucking brilliantly. So this was October 92, just it before was, the Survivor Series? Mm, it was October 12th, 1992. Yeah. It was done as well for a, a promotion of Coliseum Home Video. That's, what, it that's was. what I was thinking. Yeah. I was wondering where I'd seen it, and I remember they showed the highlights on a primetime episode, and they spoke about it. And you could but only it was, get it through the time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And this was the only match they had that was sort of like televised. Yeah. Mm. They did have another match a month later, a 60-minute Iron they Man did. match. Yes. But that's nowhere to be seen. No. But no, that's, that's a great pick, yeah. That's it. That's my pick. I don't think they had another match until they were in WCW in Correct. 90, 97, I yeah. think it was. At WCW sold out. I only know that because I've, I've read it about <laughs> So two, I remember the promo before. It was like they were both in the ring and Flair went... Five times, 13 times. Yeah. World champion. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Okay, so it goes back to me. Yeah. Final one. So there's a couple, I think we should do a couple of honourable mentions. I've actually got a little list of them. Right, well, see if they're on here. So SummerSlam hitting the UK. Yeah, I didn't write it down, but yeah, that's a... 
I mean, it was massive for us. Yeah, it was absolutely massive. This would have been, if if I was older, as I did this as a youngster, Mm. like my feelings (laughs) on 1992, I would have obviously probably picked Brett and the Bulldog. That's one of mine from SummerSlam 92. That's one. Uh, You got any? Well, there was a guy on the Facebook page, I can't remember his name um, for the life of me, but he said he was there. And he attended the show. Yeah, if you, I imagine if you were a little bit older than us, you would yeah. have done. I'm sure that we would have done. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he said he was there and he said he remembers the crowds just being crazy, trying mm. to get in and out. Um, but yeah, I've got that. I've got... Um, also, that same year, they held the UK Rampage in April... I think it was in... Yeah, April time. It was just oh, after so it was just after WrestleMania, yeah. which is what they still do now, isn't it? As a yeah, uh, yeah. WrestleMania it, it, revenge tour. That's why it was called the European Rampage. Um, they'd done the first one in '91, and then they'd done '92, and they'd done another one in '93. The '92 one had Undertaker versus Sid. Uh, what else was there? The main event was the Bulldog versus IRS, and the the best match, which is a great match for '92, is World Champion Randy Savage just after WrestleMania eight. Versus Shawn Michaels. I've seen that. Okay. It was Shawn Michaels' first title match. Yeah, I've, I've seen, seen that. that. Yeah, yeah I, I wow. had the video. Yeah. There's a weird match on there as well. LOD versus Colonel Mustafa and Dino Bravo right. as well. Which is a very That's random, a weird, weird match. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay, so... Any more honourable mentions? Not from me personally, but the reason I did that was because this is going to hit the theme of this podcast. Mm-hmm. It's the Royal Rumble of 1992. It's an amazing Rumble. Probably the best Rumble ever. Yeah, a lot of people remember the Royal Rumble 92, especially fans that are not fans nowadays. It's it's the first one where really the Rumble means something. Because before that, it was kind of just a prize with no... There was no... Yeah, there was no rewards except for winning it. But in this one, the stakes are... Probably as high as they've ever been. The title is on the line, the vacated title. Yeah, because they weren't even doing the match at WrestleMania until the following year with Yokozuna, so yeah. So, yes, the title's on the line. This is studded with legends. If you go back and watch this, Hall of Fame, there's a plenty. Even some people who are jobbers in this Mm. are megastars years before. Yeah. People like Nikolai Volkov, I believe the Iron Sheik is Colonel Mustafa is in there. Greg Valentine. Greg Valentine is in there. TWRC, Bulldog. Yep. Well, yeah, I mean, these, these, those are the current stars tonight. I'm talking about more old school people. So, and then you've got people who will become legendary. You've got Shawn Michaels, and I should have known the January thing because I think it was a week before he had put Janetti through the yeah. uh, barber shop and yeah. then it was his debut as yeah. the bad guy right. and he comes in at number five. That's right, mm. yeah. So it's his actual debut, Shawn Michaels, as the Heartbreak Kid, I believe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. I'm not going to ruin the match because some people might not have seen it. Yeah, it's, it's fucking shame on you. It's got probably, a sh- especially at the time, a shocking ending. Absolutely shocking ending. Basically, someone nearly goes coast to coast, which had never oh, been done before. Yeah. Which had never been done before. 
It was always usually won by someone in either the high 20s, really, mm-hmm. wasn't it? Yeah. 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 I yeah. believe the only person who had ever lasted a sizable amount of time in there... Johnny. Yeah. <laughs> ...was the model Rick Martel. Yes, it was, yeah. Because the, the model Rick Martel had been in there, I think the record was about 50 minutes, and I think Ted DiBiase had it before that for about 40 Mm-hmm. I could be wrong. I definitely know it was Rick Martel. Got a long, long time in there. In 91 he did. He was in there, I think he came in at six and yeah. went all the way. Bloody hell. I think there was someone else, but I can't To the final four. Right, right, right. 91. Yeah. Yeah. That was really Stevie Yeah. Before that. Yeah, could be. That's so, yeah, I, I'm not going to ruin that. That is a legendary Royal yeah, Rumble. Quite possibly the best Royal Rumble ever. Along with, I'd say, 2001. I like 2001. Yeah. 2001, and this is uh, the only thing I'm going to say regarding later, because everyone's entitled to their own opinions. The Royal Rumble 2001, it was seriously obvious who was going to win that Royal Rumble, especially when it comes down to the last two. That did not make it a bad Royal Rumble. And then they already, to begin with, I think even the video at the beginning, they basically said four people. Undertaker, Kane, Rikishi. There was five people who they basically said were going to win it, and then they said, but anyone else could. Yeah, yeah. But mm, no pun intended again. The bottom line was Steve Austin was winning it. Yeah. Uh, I'll smell what you're cooking. Is that the Rumble where. (laughs) Is that where Perfect Returns? No, that's 2002. Yeah, that's right, yeah. That actually, again, has another obvious winner. Triple H has just returned yes. off of yeah, injury yeah. and he comes in for his big return and he wins. Yeah. And it's still a good Royal Rumble. Yep. The year before, Brock Lesnar is odds on to win. He wins. Yes. <laughs> so even if storylines are pointed out, obviously, does not make it a shit Royal Rumble. <laughs> I might leave that. <laughs> I I, I, but everyone's entitled to their exactly. opinion. Exactly. Everyone's. Yep. But but to say to think that this year, and this is all I'll say about this. Well, to think that this. Well, until we'll, later. We'll it's get, up we'll to, get you. to it later. Yeah, but I want to say my yeah, piece. Right. Um, I'm not holding you back, mate. Yeah. So all I'm going to say is, for years and years, it has been quite obvious yeah. that whoever's going to win the Royal Rumble. If you go back and actually look at Royal Rumbles where they've took a chance. Yep. They have not paid off. Uh, Alberto Del Rio. Who? <laughs> Yawn. Alberto Del Rio. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Do you want me to throw a couple of honourable mentions in if here? If you want. Yeah. Well, um, I've got Razor Ramon, debut. Yep. 92. Yeah. yeah. Vignettes and then came out. Yeah. Comes out straight on top as well. Yeah, it does. Yeah, really? comes out right in the in the sort of main event area. Just that that was not done back then. There was no, usually no, a build no. up. Like, oh, he was over from get yeah you know, from get go. He was more over when he started till about a year. You know, to ninety three. Mm. As he yeah. goes down, he gets into the intercontinental scene. When he first arrives in ninety two, he's in main event. Yeah, yeah, yeah he is. Yeah. yeah, I mean. Again, going to the Rumble, 1993, mm. yeah. he's Basically in the title match. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, I've got 
Uh, Bobby Heenan and Gorilla Monsoon's commentary. Ah, oh, stunning. Oh. Yes. The, uh, so. the rumble is good. Yeah, yeah. So good. <clears throat> because a certain individual comes in at a very early number and Bobby <laughs> yes. plays it brilliantly. Yeah. Yeah. Like saying he needs a drink, something uh, stiff, like a, needing a whiskey or something <laughs> yes. like that. Yeah. While he's watching, it is hilarious. Got Bret Hart versus Shawn Michaels, the first ladder match. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's a very, very unknown thing, and yes. you can find it on videos. You can, yes, it's a good match. Um, I've got Papa Shango. Fucking, how many have you got? Oh, I've only got a couple. Papa Shango, 92, came in, burning people's feet. Uh, I think we're probably the only people who are big fans of him, aren't <laughs> yeah. we? Yeah. 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 Putting goo down their faces, making the Ultimate Warriors sick. <laughs> um, <laughs> Sean Mooney. I love Sean Mooney. I like Sean Mooney. He was there for a long time, though, yeah, wasn't he? Yeah, he did like the VHS videotapes, and um, he was always in the like, studio. Yeah, yeah, and, like, yeah, yeah. I don't know if I saw it. Was, I think about it then, but yeah, now I remember. I don't know if it was a green screen. It wasn't all the time, but he'd always no. be in that studio area, and yeah. he'd come he come across as quite legit. Yeah, he was also on the first episode of Raw where he's outside interviewing Bobby Heenan. Yeah, I don't think you ever see him again, do you? No, I don't think so. Um, I got Berserker. Attacking Undertaker with a sword, which you brought up on the very first episode. I, I did. I, I actually believed for a little while that that was why the Undertaker turned face. I don't know where I got that from. Yeah. It's not right. <laughs> it's not right, but I did believe that because there was a strange turn in that match. That's a very strange match. Yeah, yeah. Like, the Berserker hits the Undertaker like with all sorts of things like his shield yeah. Yeah. and it, it's weird it's, it's not something that they would have done in no. 92 it seems very out of place yeah like he's using his actual sword and yeah. his shield yeah, it's yeah. weird yeah I got Kamala <laughs> being terrified of the coffin oh that's so funny yep yeah. yeah that's a good one and I have Mr. Perfect the turn at the Survivor Series Obviously, where he turns, pulls the water over Bobby Heenan's head. Mm-hmm. So time. you're talking about the prime time show, yeah, the prime yeah. time one, and also I sense you that yeah, it's brilliant. brilliant, yeah, absolutely brilliant, and also perfect at SummerSlam '92 in the build-up. Whose side is he going to be on? That Warriors was fun. Savages, and the good. whole Ric Flair coming down, yeah, yeah. yeah. So in SummerSlam into yeah. the match, that match doesn't get enough credit, by the way. And <laughs> no. that's Warrior and people. Get on it. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Warrior and Savage in that match, they put on a good match. Yeah, it is yeah. a good match. And one really random one, episode of Primetime Wrestling in 92, you've got Heel versus Heel, Shawn Michaels versus Skinner. It's quite a good match. Ooh. It's very different. Oh, yeah, I remember Skinner. Yeah. But, yeah, that's about it. Yeah. He used to have a crocodile claw yeah, and he yeah. used to spit... Uh, tobacco. Chewing, chewing tobacco. Yeah. Is it dip? Or drip or whatever. <laughs> they call it so, don't they, in America? Dip, don't they? I don't know. They, yeah, like... Oh, chewing chewing tobacco. <laughs> Basically a spit. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that's it. I think that, that I think there is more memories for 92, but... There we go. Have you got yeah. any? Because I haven't. Uh, pretty much the ones that Johnny yeah. has. Uh, 92 is one of my favourite years, and I would do the same as Johnny. I could probably come up with loads. Brett Piper as well. Another great. Yeah, I I thought for a shoo-in that Stu was going to have that. That's why I left it out as well, because I thought you might Because have. we talked about it on episode one, mm-hmm. and I thought that was, yeah. you know... We talked about Royal Rumble 92 before, but I couldn't leave it out, no, especially with the Rumble just now. Well, 
So, we've had some listener feedback from this um, top three section. Ooh, feedback. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> Lovely feedback. Uh, Mark Moore, first of all. Hi, Yo, Mark. Mark Moore. Uh, the Wet Weasel moment was great, and the debut of Razor Ramon, among many other great moments. Is the Wet Weasel the one? It's, the it's perfect. Yeah. Paul Fraser, personally enjoyed the brawl between Undertaker and the Berserker, which you guys briefly <gasps> spoke about, <gasps> uh, which nearly resulted in Taker being stabbed by Berserker's sword. Yeah, he put it through the ring, Ken. Yes. Also, the, stand, uh, the standoff face-to-face between Taker and Nails. I can still hear the chance of uh, at sl- sorry the chance at slaughter. Let them fight. Let them fight. Yeah, it was strange. That was that was done so strange. Yeah, and I forgot slaughter joined the um, kind of like yeah he joined uh, Tony uh, Guerrero and all that little group of people. Yeah, but yeah, wasn't something. he like the commissioner even then, or someone who was in charge of the group? I don't know. Because I always used to bring him up. Yeah, possibly then. Yeah, Helen Bell. Hasn't actually or really picked anything, but never mind. Um, she just wanted to tell us it was the year that she first watched the Royal Rumble. Oh, well, that that and to is, be fair, same year. And also, that is one really because yeah. it's the best Rumble. Really. It is, yes, yeah. So, yeah, good pick, Helen. Good well pick. done, thank you very much. Off that, it's just reminding me of another thing, another honourable mention. Oh fuck, here we go. <laughs> the music, to no, the, the pay per view, no. It's they always had the same theme every single year. Yeah, they they replay at the end. Yeah, and what was the rest of them anyway? Yeah, are you too fucking finished? I can't remember that one. The Survivor Series had one as well. Yeah. Oh, that was weird. That was like a little jazzy type thing. It went. Anyway, Lee Spicer uh, had to read up on 1992 as my memory was not great and the things I pick upon which I would have thought would have been great was the following. Uh, Shawn Michaels versus Brett the Hitman Hart for the very first time at Survivor Series. Yeah, that's great. And The Undertaker turning face for the first time. Yeah, that's that's a real organic type of thing. Well, what was yeah. that, sorry? Undertaker turning face. Yeah, yeah. It was... It, it wouldn't have been a wrestler that you would have ever expected everybody no, to cheer. No. Yeah, it's no. weird, yeah. There we go. Oh. There at end, the listener interaction. Interactions. Don't be scared. Get involved. Exactly, yeah. Yes. So, yeah, thank you, guys. Cheers for getting involved in that one. Thank you um, Now we are going to head over to our other section. Oh, our best or worst and of even worst moments. Moments. Okay. So now we move on to the very best and the very worst of the very first episode of Monday Night Raw. And before we jump into Doctor Who's TARDIS and head back to that Monday of January the 11th, 1993, I thought I'd throw in a quick Johnny history lesson for you. Here we go. Here we go. (laughs) Whitney Houston was number one in the UK charts with I'll Always Love You. Shite. Banger. Banger. It's not. <laughs> no. Dolly Parton's was better. A Few Good Men was top of the movie box office. Great film. I've never seen that film. Really? Yeah, I've uh, never it's, seen it's, it. It's mainly set in a courtroom. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I thought. Brilliant. Um, kids were playing with pogs. Were they? Yeah. 92. 92. 
Yeah. Get your pokes no. out. Pokes and Taz. Taz. I've still got all my Tazos. I uh, I've got the folder. I can remember us being in upper school when they were being played. Yeah, yeah, they were still knocking about. Yeah. 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 Games were playing Super Mario Kart. Damn right. TV, people were watching Murder She Wrote and One Foot in the Grave. How do you know what? I don't believe I tell you what, that, that's a really good both of those together. Because I don't know how Angela Lansbury, right, looked careful. the age she, she did. has recently died. <laughs> right, she careful. Really? Yeah. Uh, I was always shocked that I actually thought she was still alive. No, I mean no disrespect. Like she seemed to me to go on forever. Yeah. Weren't she in Bed Knobs and Broomsticks? She yes. was. Yeah. When was that made? Nineteen oh four, wasn't it? Uh, yeah. Eighteen twenty-two. <laughs> I actually believe it was the first ever colour. Uh, uh, film ever made. Oh, um, that was the one with like uh, cartoon and reality. Yeah, we under the sea, that didn't football yeah. match. Yeah, lion That's fucking stuff, yeah. That yeah. match. Yeah. Oh, it's better than any World Cup final. The little boy's got the knob, hasn't he? He's got his knob in his. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> He's polishing it. Whoa. Up the <laughs> There's a fine line there, and you are about to cross it. <laughs> I think he even shouts, "Get off me knob!" <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Portobello <laughs> Road. I think they sing that. It is. They do. Yeah. Yeah, Portobello Road. Yeah. I can't fucking remember it. That <laughs> much. I remember the football match. Anyway, I remember it flying like... across the air on do the bed. Do, do you remember the ending? No. Well, the, um, the Nazis start to invade. Get off me, knob. No, I can't. So, um, Angela Lansbury brings all the... Uh... A lot of skeletons and stuff will come in the... No, that's chasing the fucking arguments, mate. But, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, fucking I hell. can see how you get confused between that and <laughs> Ben Norris and Broomsticks. Fucking Greek myth. <laughs> <laughs> didn't, he, didn't she cut off her hand and it tries to choke her? Yes, Evil Dead and, uh, yeah, Ben Norris. <laughs> no, she does um, a spell in the museum and all the knight's armour comes like to life. I know the spell... No, I'm not going to. <laughs> <laughs> I've got it, I've got it. I just I can't think what it is. On the next episode, I'm going to learn that spell right. and I'm going to say it. And they're uh, practising out to fly in a brand new broom. Yeah, that's right, yeah. She yeah. gets it in the post, doesn't she? She does that's indeed, that. yes. We better move yeah. on. Get off me knob. <laughs> Sorry, no, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> right, um, yeah, you were, better knob some <laughs> fucking broomsticks. Kids were watching Round the Twist. I fucking love that. Oh, mate. Round the oh, Twist. I watched yeah. that recently. <laughs> it's on Prime. Is it? It's fucking brilliant. Oh, that's never a fan. Tasmania oh. and Rosie and Jim. That's See, what we're going to do, aren't we? We spoke about the old. Um, no. Yeah, I still have plans thing. to do yeah, that. Yeah, we're going to do the, the barge. The top turnbuckle um, barge trip. I thought you meant the whole Rosie the and Jim. The top turnbuckle cruise yeah. to take off the Jericho. We're yes. going to do it. Norfolk Broads. Yeah, if anyone's interested, hit us up. Yes. <laughs> we're going to go on a cruise on the Norfolk Broads and we'll record an episode. Yeah, I'd love everyone it, on we'll board. We'll do a life. Yeah. I did look into how much it costs for the day. But I'm trying to get if we can get overnight, even better. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. So if, yeah, if anyone's interested, I'm looking at you, Rob, in particular. You can have a whole day with about 30 people on there as well. And it will still be more room than the fucking pods we had in Swansea. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Which we will do again if we go to Money in the Bank. Can we talk AW? a bit more yes. about Bed Knob and Broomstick? <laughs> I was really enjoying that. So ironically, I was, was watching it? One Foot in the Grave a couple of weeks ago and my name was down for Christmas. I don't I've believe it. it for years, man. I don't believe it. It's fucking hilarious. <laughs> I don't believe it. That's what he did say, wasn't yeah. it? He did say that, yeah. Yeah, but well, they put... Father the, Ted took the piss out of it by putting him in an episode, didn't they? Yeah, they put yeah. the uh, fucking... <laughs> then they put the fucking plant pot in the toilet because he tells them, can you please place it in the yeah. toilet? Yeah. 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 <laughs> 
Where he picks the dog up. Four, right. four two nine one. Four two nine one. For any of our overseas listeners, which oh, yes, we know we have got quite a few, right? This this is an old nineties. I suppose you could call it a sitcom, really. Yeah. About Britain's grumpiest pensioner. Yeah, I'd say yeah. so. Yeah, and just all the bad shit that used to happen, you know, in his <laughs> miserable existence. Um, yeah, you probably, you guys probably won't find it funny at all, you know. I but, think they would, but it's it's great. You know, where's that, that fucking tortoise? At the I was start? just thinking that. Yeah, yeah. who's the episode where only like buried in the ground with his head? Yeah. Like, in the dirt, it's coming out of dirt or something. I know what someone put a bucket like, on his head. I didn't think it was a tortoise on his head, but yeah, sounds like Eric Idle. Who it's, sang the theme tune? Yeah, it is Eric Idle. In the yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, Monty Python's Eric Idle. Oh, you say you might as well face the truth. But I'm just too long in the tooth. Who needs Slam Jam? Where's Simon Cow? Sign us up. Um, so, yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, let's get back to the story. <laughs> now, on with the show. It's one of our famous tangents, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> well, I don't believe it. <laughs> We're live in New York City with a Manhattan Centre. And two weeks before the Royal Rumble 93. Now, the attendance was 1,000 for the show. And don't forget, it was uncooked, uncut, and uncensored. And a little bit raw. A little bit raw. Ooh, see what I did there? A little bit raw. Ooh. Now, um, for my best, I'll go for my best ones first. Yep. I've picked a few things, because I couldn't just decide on one. And I've actually gone. Fuck it! You set this topic up. Pick your best and worst moment. Oh, yeah, that's singular, not oh, plural. I know, I know. Well, you can combine it into. Well, you, you make us look like a bunch of morons. Like <laughs> you turn up with an entire fucking encyclopedia's worth of info. He's not got any notes at all. He's still spilling off more crap than I have. <laughs> I, I haven't been that involved, to be honest. I've just <laughs> been listening to Johnny. Me. Well, mine goes on the word nostalgia, which brought in from last episode and the beginning of this one. Brings a tear to your eye. And also because it was Real 30. It was, yes, just recently. And that is one of the reasons I picked it as well. Now, a few of the things. You've got the music to begin the show with. I love that music. I thought it was great. It was. You had the theme about it all as well. You had the sirens going off. There was... Banners say Monday Night Raw. And just to uh, interject quickly, Ico Pro. I was yeah. just coming to it, yes, yes, Ico uh, Pro. Uh, what was it, Headlock on Headlock Hunger? Headlock on Hunger, mm-hmm. yeah. 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 Uh, the arena, the crowd, just just everything about it. Uh, and it was a New York crowd as well, so they were pretty clued up on what was going on. So, yeah. Uh, I even liked watching the people in the crowd and seeing how they were dressed. You, for an early right, 90s. Right. You, you know there's a word for that. It's called <laughs> yeah. voyeur. It's illegal. It is illegal, but when it's 30 years in the future, they had no idea. <laughs> so Johnny's just admitted he's a time-travelling voyeur. <laughs> yes. I got into the Who's Tardis because Bill and Ted's phone box was uh, being mended. To the banners. Yeah. To the people. It was a lovely time. It, it was a cold atmosphere, that Manhattan Centre. Yes. was fucking awesome. Yes. Just still, the, I always remember that shot where you have like uh, Hal Finkel in the uh, yeah. in the ring. It's sort of mm. like it's not bird's eye; it's like a diagonal yeah, bird's yeah, eye, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's uh, it's just iconic and really cool. It's a boss bird's eye then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fuck knows. I don't know what you fuck you would call that. No. Wonky vision. Yeah. Wonky. <laughs> 
But yeah, that's it really for me. Good one. Short and sweet. There we go. Correct. Um, Do you want me to go? Yeah, why not? Okay. Mine's uh, Yoko Suna. Yoko Suna just <laughs> is amazing. <laughs> He, Is there any excuse to do something? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My yeah, yeah, okay. It's just amazing. Yeah. Fucking good. Yeah. I think he faces Coco, and I think it's the first match. It is the yeah. first match. And like Coco beware. It immediately sets out like Yoko's. This is going to be sort of his fucking year. Yeah. This because was the beginning of Yoko as well, weren't yeah, it? Was, yeah. Yeah, and it's. I don't have to. I don't think the Rumble had taken place. Uh, no, it was two weeks prior. Yeah. This was. Yeah. yeah. And it's, you just know that this guy's main event. When you're watching him, it, because you have to remember, it was very rare back then for someone to come in mm. and actually then go on and win a Rumble and win the title. He was yeah. very, very new. Yeah. And immediately, as soon as he comes out of that place, just goes silent. Yeah. He, they're, they're in absolute awe yeah to be fair absolutely he'd only awe. been there for like two months because his big first match was at the Survivor Series yeah. and that's yeah. in November yeah it's Virgil wasn't it yeah and then between that and Raw it was just squash matches there was no yeah. other big matches he just comes across as fucking legit and I saw another reviewer write this and I couldn't agree with it more he wrote that he would get over to stay um, yeah, I, I no, totally I agree. Absolutely agree there. The, yeah. He said that if 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 you put that Yoko in now and the way that he could wrestle, yeah, for his size, very ahead of his time, he would shock everyone now yeah. and get over. Yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100% yeah, and agree. It, it, he's just class. Yeah, good pick. Yeah. yeah, yeah, really good pick. Good one. Um, yeah. Mine's more on the comedic side than anything else since Bobby Heenan trying to get into the arena. <laughs> yeah. It, I, it's just comedy gold. Bobby just, Heenan just, just being Bobby Heenan. Um, I can't say much more than that. I, I just When he's doing commentary, he's fucking brilliant. Yeah. When he's a manager, he's fucking yeah. brilliant. But when he's doing comedic Bobby Heenan, he's just out of this world, man. It, it just cracks me up. There's a reason I can't like this. Mm. And I know that me and Johnny have got it for our worst because it involves that individual. Right. And that's why I can't like this because I think Bobby should have been there. Yeah, Bobby should have been. He should have been on commentary, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, but yeah, go fuck the period. Yeah. No, I do, I, I do <laughs> fucking like it, mate. But, yeah, it's it's yeah. just the facts that... I mean, it, would, it would have been a better show if he wasn't commentary. Yeah. But yeah. Um, I, I just, like I said, just for comedic value, I, it, it cracks me up every time I see it. Especially when he's dressed up as um, matey boy's nan or aunt, wasn't it? Yeah, it was like it's a wig on. Fucking and... horrendous. <laughs> we'll let you go uh, and carry on with your worst. My worst one. We've uh, got the same uh, one, and we've. Oh, yeah. I think we've got a lot to say. Sean Michaels versus Max Moon. Um, I'm going to keep this real short and sweet. I think it's just shit, and I can't stand Max Moon. Just okay. Fucking ridiculous. Just utter shite. Sorry. I need to go back and watch it. So I, it was one of those matches which I didn't think was good or. Bad. It was no. just I sort just, of. Uh, yeah. I just, it's, I just, it, for me, it's it's like the um, you know the wrestling match equivalent of fucking terracotta. I remember he come out and he fired just, uh, those little things and they hardly shite. they they, they look like him striking a fucking light. Shit. Up. An just, interesting fact about Max Moon. I was watching something his a week or so cost again. Five dollars. <laughs> he was actually called the Comic Kid before yeah. WWE on Raw, and I didn't realise that. Yeah. Mm. Another thing about Max Moon, which is crazy, 
is that there were plans, and I don't know if anyone has heard this, there were plans for him to come to the ring on a jetpack. Yeah, I always remember right. something like that. However, they realised how much a jetpack would cost to hire and the, the safety right. issues of him going over the top of the crowd yeah. on a jetpack <laughs> yeah. and just... They just totally Plus dropped it. Setting but they, everyone's yeah. heads on fire. But they had watched a concert with Michael Jackson. Ah, oh, okay. And they had seen Michael Jackson obviously pretend that he was on the jetpack well, yeah, at the end of the concert. Concert. Have you seen the one I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah. And they thought it was a good idea to hire this jetpack, then they found out how much it was. Yeah. And I think it would have cost them $10,000 at entrance. <laughs> Along with the potential lawsuits of it burning people underneath. People's hair is on fire. Can you imagine if they put it on and it just fucking torched everyone? (laughs) Or Max Moon just took off and never seen again. (laughs) Just kept going. (laughs) Hmm. Who actually played Max Moon in this? Was it Paul Diamond? I have no idea. I know Conan Conan was part of the Max Moon character at one point. I think it was. Well this is this is early on, so I would Mm. think it's Conan, isn't it? I don't know. I can't remember. I did. Uh, I'm sure I looked. I don't think it was Conan. It, it probably is the guy you say. Yeah. We, I know that Conan was under there at one point. I think Paul Diamond has something to do with the Orient Express as well. I think at least this version looks too tall to be Conan. Yeah. Um, but either way, yeah, sorry. I just, I it's, it's one of those matches that I would go for a piss break on. It, it is a piss break match. Yeah, it's, it's, dull. it's, it's not. There's, there's nothing to it. I mean, I, I've. To me, it's just a Shawn Michaels win, so I yeah. wouldn't... It's a burial match, and it's just point, yeah. It's pointless. Like, oh, yeah, I'm done with it. Sorry. Because I, I don't want to go any, on, any more about it. Like, it's just crap. Sorry. You ready for this, Johnny? Yeah, ready. Um, how do you want to do this? You give <laughs> out the name, and then let's go into it, because... Okay. Um, this so is a major fuck-up. My worst pick, I've gone for Rob Barlett. Yep. So Rob Barlett had gained some fame on a radio show performing different characters. And I can only guess that Vince McMahon must have been listening to the show because Barlett had no idea about pro wrestling, he had no knowledge, and he had no idea how to be a commentator. He basically slams the show while it's going on, makes snide comments, is not funny in any way, shape or form. No. And, and, And he does... These impressions in the show. He does this phone call with Mike Tyson and it's yeah. awful and it goes on for a whole match. You think Savage and Vince go along with it the whole time as well. They're going along with him being Mike Tyson. Apparently calling him from prison. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's obviously weird. just been incarcerated, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. But it, it's awful and it doesn't even sound like Mike Tyson. Vince is having a blast though, he's loving it. Yeah, well Vince Vince is obviously hired him because he likes him, because right. no one else did. Some of the other things that he said as well, Yokozuna should be wearing a bra. Yeah. I remember, yeah. I remember Regarding Coco Beware, he said, oh, so that's what happened to Gary Coleman. Well, I couldn't think of Gary Coleman was. He's the little yeah, short the, uh, um, guy. Yeah. What, from, from um, I I can't remember. But different stro- shorts, different strokes. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. What did he say? What was his catchphrase? What you talking about, Willis? Yes. <laughs> what you talking about, Willis? It, yes. He's just shit the whole way through. He's not fucking funny. That's Wait. and and he's so detached from the wrestling. Like every time he comes on or talks, 
it almost makes you want to switch it off. Yeah. It's that bad. You know I'm, I'm glad you brought up something about this because I've got something to say about this, about the Royal Rumble. And it's along these lines. Okay. Mm. Did you want to do that now or do you want to... No, to yourself first? Okay. no. Okay. Um, he also, they tried to do the uh, the slogan, the uncooked, unprepared, or whatever it is, un- done something. Um, uncooked, uncleaned. <laughs> yeah. Um, but they kept doing it wrong. And Vince was getting annoyed and he kept making them redo it. But yeah, it was just embarrassing. Just keep having to hear him redo it. Yeah, so this guy, just moving on, Jobs, you can carry on with whatever facts yeah, you've got, you know, about him. I've only got one more fact. Yeah. So this guy, me and Johnny actually. Last time we were around, we were going to do a live, but we ended up watching, uh, like, bad rules, basically. Yeah. And we just kept picking random rules like mm. that were so strange. And we've got something to talk about, actually, because I don't think Stuart knows about this. That Bob Backlund thing we need to talk about at some point, even if it's off the pop- podcast. Oh, yeah! I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> we'll tell you. Okay. <laughs> we've found the greatest thing ever that no, I think everyone's forgot. Okay. Well, no one ever knew. Yeah. Ooh. So this Rob okay. Bartlett, I think it's about four weeks after, we were watching one of the shows randomly, and he comes on as Vince McMahon, and it's so bad. I thought that it was someone, one of the official, like, people standing in the background who were, like, the security or something for the right. Manhattan Centre. Yeah, yeah. Because it, the guy looks so awkward on cam. And then he starts and he does like the worst Vince McMahon impression and he's just awful. Like me and Johnny were watching it and we were going, we were actually quite intimidated and then he would start talking and we would go, oh, shut the fuck up. He was that bad. And the other two, you can tell I've had enough of him. The other two, when he's standing there, it's, uh, I think it's Gorilla and Bobby. Yeah, I think it was. And they're standing there and they're just ignoring him because they they don't like him, you can tell. And they don't, (laughs) They don't even acknowledge him at the start of the show. Like, he, they tell you, oh, what's going to happen, wrestling-wise, yeah, and yeah, you're entertaining. Yeah. And then this guy just jumps out and goes, <laughs> like Vince, and he's fucking shit. And you're like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> he's so bad. I got one other thing he said was um, during the Max Moon, Shawn Michaels match, he says Sean's going to pull a knife out on him in a minute. Mm. And... His last appearance was on April the 19th and he lasted three months. Oh, what a shame. Yeah. It's too long. There is actually an interview out there somewhere. I I haven't watched it, but it's with him and he talks about his experience on Raw during those three months, which might be quite interesting to to listen to. Yeah, or or if you really, really want to punish yourselves, go and listen to those three months worth of Raws (laughs) and listen to him and you'll know what we're talking about. (laughs) <laughs> it's me and Johnny were watching a Raw weren't we and we were actually enjoying it and he was ruining it he was <laughs> yeah. actually ruining the fucking whole thing I'm going to have some raw, early Raw from 92 then right. so yeah there we go well there we go yep. there, now, there ends now, our um... just talking because this is still Raw related about what I just said mm. so me and Johnny put on this random 1995 Raw and we found something so funny that we had to replay it five times, right? right. And it was a feud, an, a, a starting feud between Man Mountain Rock That's it, yeah. and Bob Backlund's, right? Right. And it was, Bob Backlund's was in 
the corridor and it just looked like the corridor of like a sports hole. It was really yeah. strange. The arena was tiny. Yeah, it was it? tiny. And he picked up Man Man Rock's guitar and was going about like this generation all liking this and he was going on a rant, right? <laughs> and he suddenly like got a little bit excited and swung his arms about, knocked some Pepsi, I think it was, yeah. or something like that, onto the floor and at the same time slipped on it, <laughs> fell live. It, was, it must have been live. But he carried on the promo and he was still going as he fell over. And he fell over legit. And I'm talking bad. Like he was rolling across the floor. He stayed in character the whole time. Yeah, and and he must have landed on the camera because it went static, didn't it? All that static (laughs) come up. But he was still going. While he was like rolling, (laughs) folding on the floor, going... Hey, yo, fucking <laughs> <laughs> Me and Johnny were like, what the fuck? How's this not more famous? <laughs> oh, no, uh, fair, right, I might have to start watching more old wrestling just to see if it's Jerry Longley, you can tell, it, it, he knows that they're trying to hide yeah, it. He goes, yeah. Baglin just fell over, didn't he? <laughs> he's finding it really funny. Like, And he's going, what? What happened to Bob Backman there? Like that. <laughs> you got everyone else is trying to hush it up and yeah. he's going, no, I want to talk about this. No, he's sort of like going, my man, did you see that Backman thing? Like that and things like that. And it, it's just funny. It was so funny. And it it was just random. It's got to be one of the funniest things I've ever seen from It was good. Oh, dear. It's kind of normally at this point that we announce the next topics. Well, we do news, don't we? I know, but I've I've picked the topics for our next one. Okay, Ooh. but it ties in with our news at the end. Okay, um, one of the topics. So I'm going to leave it till right at the end before I announce what the next ones are going to be. If that's all right. Okay, that's fine. Okay, yep. I'm happy. So, so what's been happening lately? What have we we all watched last night? The rumble, or, or this morning in my case. <laughs> I, I watched the whole thing and I tell you what, did that go on for fucking ages? <laughs> oh, yeah. They really give that some fucking time. Four last hours time. and 22 minutes. Was it really? I thought it yeah. was five hours. I won't, I won't lie. When I looked at it this morning, when I went to start, because I had to watch it on my phone because I was my boy who was sat watching fucking Netflix cartoons. And as soon as it's the running time popped up, I went, four minutes they're shorter than some of the older ones, oh. don't they? It, it felt like it went yeah, it on did for an eternity. Yeah, don't get me wrong, I enjoyed it, but it my good. God, it felt way longer than what it actually was. I think if you were me watching it at one in the morning, oh, you would know how it. it felt. No, couldn't have done that. Yeah, that weren't happening. No. I did consider it, but I just, yeah. Yeah, not when the boy woke up stupidly now. early. No, exactly, I'd still be asleep now. Um, I'm going to let you two start off with it. Really? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we kicked off <clears throat> in a strange way, actually. Yeah, I was We really kicked expect- off with the... I, I knew because I'd seen it on Twitter. I wasn't expecting it at all. I don't know how I feel about it. I like I it. I like, I like it now I've seen the pay-per-view. Yeah. Because the reason they did it was because they wanted that championship match to go on last. Yeah. Because yeah, of yeah. what happened. Yep. Yeah. We'll get to that. Uh, I like the Royal Rumble. I'm not going to... Well, I can spoil it, because this is going to come out about a week later. Uh, 
obviously Cody won. I have no issue with that. No, no, uh, I, I think the fact of the matter was this was long term planning, and I think we'd have had more of a story. Yeah. If Cody hadn't got injured. Yeah. I think they knew what they were going to do, and they've known for a long time. Yeah. Uh, I absolutely loved this Royal Rumble, unlike quite a lot of people. Yeah. I've, I've, I've found. I thought this was put together very, very well. We, we spoke about this um, before we started recording. Uh, I don't know, James feels the same way. Um, hopefully, Johnny does. <laughs> hopefully. No, he might not. Um, if not, yeah, that's fine. I'd, if you know. not, we don't have to have a war over <laughs> yeah, exactly, it. Exactly, yeah. You've got to kick 10 bells of shit out of each we, other and see who gets thrown over the top rope first. Yes. Um, Can we do it anyway? Yeah, why not? Um, yeah, so me and James agreed. This, this, the Men's Royal Rumble set up feuds. Yeah, that's what it's there to do. And I've, Brilliantly. And I have not seen a Rumble do that for a very long time. Same. It's set up at least four WrestleMania yeah. matches. Absolutely. Yeah. Which was quite shocking to me because there were parts of it that actually sectioned off into those feuds. So yeah. a good example would be Brock Lesnar. Now, Brock Lesnar comes in, right, and he's he's absolutely decimating everybody. Yeah. And then Bobby Lashley comes in afterwards and knocks him over, right? So now we're set up, even though it's still been brewing anyway. But now we're setting up that Bobby, that's fine. Now we're setting up that Bobby is getting the better of it. There's always fucking <laughs> Go one. for it. I like the Rumble, okay? Yeah. I don't have any problems really. Um, with what you just said about Lashley and yep. um, Lesnar. Where he eliminated Les- uh, Lesnar and he destroyed everything, I would have liked Lesnar to help eliminate Lashley. Yeah, so yeah, I, yeah, so yeah, 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 I'll agree I with think that. that yeah. been good. I think that would have added a little bit of salt yeah. and pepper on the yeah. creative. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. What, I, what I mean by it, Johnny, is they were setting stuff up. Yeah, so yeah, this yeah. is just uh, a general example. So we got the setup of Edge yeah. and the Judgment Day. We had Edge come back. And the Judgment Day are—they're not dominating the Rumble because the commentators saying they're dominating it, but they're actually not really, are they? Uh, Sure, this feud's been going on for a long time now. Crown Jewel going on. Crown Jewel—it's been going on since Crown Jewel. It is, but uh, unfortunately, regardless of whether we like it or not, they still set it up quite well. Yeah. You know, Edge coming in. Edge had no. Edge's psychology, the way he did that, was fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had no plans to win that rumble. No. He was just his whole face was rage when he come up through to the entranceway, looking at them. And then there's a big brawl between them. All he, mm. I think, he eliminated all of them except Dominic, mm. didn't he? Yeah, yeah, I think so. And then, and then you have the stuff in the old way, which is actually holding up Fairy, which I really liked. Because Fairy went. I- very went, I'm not getting involved in this. <laughs> you know what? I was actually quite impressed with him. He's good. Theory. I'm I'm starting to starting to like him. But the story with Theory is he needs people to like him. Yeah. Even if he's a hill, yeah. you can't just go, right, your main event. Yeah. There has yeah. to be something that people get behind. Yeah. And he's actually very, very good. He was good in there. Yeah. Uh the other feud that I picked up on, and fuck, I hate to say this, because it will happen, yeah, is Seth Rollins and Logan Paul. Yeah. 
And can I just point out to James, I'm going to yes. make him read this out. I made one note about Logan Paul. What's that say? Shitbag Logan Paul showed up. And I couldn't agree more. A lot of you, some of you might not know, there is uh, something going on with Logan. has got a bit of a disliking for yeah. him. Well, I hate the cunt as well. But Fuck right off. Uh, fucking scamming cunt. Yes. Sorry. So, Actually, no, I'm not sorry. Fuck off. So what's uh, happened is he has created one of those crypto games. Yeah. Um, in a nutshell, because I don't know everything, and I'll say allegedly because he's suing everyone. Yeah. So allegedly, Logan Paul has basically kind of been scamming people mm. for this game. Not necessarily him. The people that he hires have been taking loads of yeah. money out of the thing. And someone who's a businessman, the figurehead, really should know who it's, these people basically are. Basically, he's set up a patsy, isn't he? he yeah, he's... He, he, he yeah, I mean, stupid. I mean, yeah, with who he's hired. So, I think Logan Paul does this as a publicity stunt and comes back for the Rumble <laughs> thinking that the WWE audience wouldn't know, and that's not the case. When he come out... Everyone booed him. Fucking lynched. And it, it almost looked like the wrestlers called an audible and said, let's surround this motherfucker. Because if they all beat him oh, up... That when looked brutal. Yeah. I loved it. Because he was, he's actually a face. So yeah. He's meant to be, yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, he had to turn heel win the match yeah, because no choice. he was being booed so badly. Yeah. Coming out of that, though, I quite enjoy watching Logan Paul versus Ricochet. Yeah, that can I happen. I think that would be a good match. I think that was just a, I, I think that I was think just a, a spot. Yeah, but I think them two would work quite well together. I think when you see that spot, you think to yourself, that could be a match, but after they've after he throws Rollins out, that's a WrestleMania set up. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I hope I hope Seth decimates him. And I yeah. I, I hope WWE does the right thing. If if it's found out that Logan Paul has caused a lot of people a lot of problems, and I do say allegedly, mm. allegedly Logan Paul might have caused people a lot of problems with allegedly. this crypto zoo thing, I hope that WWE uh, tear up his contract and that we don't see yeah. this guy again because it, it, if you guys look into it, it's criminal what he's done. It is. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's, we'll or certainly the company. Criminal. Yeah, how do um, how did we feel about the outcome? Happy, yeah. It, it, we knew it was going to happen anyway. I yeah, think. yeah. We yeah. all we all knew. Um, did we all know? Yeah. So you all, so none of you thought Sammy might win it. No, I did. None of you thought the Rock might not might turn up. No, Couldn't I give a shit. Rock. Um, I did question no, Sammy coming in. I'm sorry. It, it wasn't as clear cut as everyone made out because Sammy going into this had just done the trial and he was over like a motherfucker. He could yeah. have potentially been in that rumble. Yeah. If they'd have, if they'd have booked it, now if they'd have booked it and some of the Usos are in there and somehow Sammy was in there, Sammy is then muddy in the waters massively because then everyone's going to go, hang on a minute, you know, because I, I, he's over. I, I genuinely think that if the minute that we'd have heard Sammy Zayn's music, in the Rumble, I think it'd have ruined it. Yeah, it could have done because of what... But at the point, what we have to remember is we don't... Because me and you can talk about this. 
we don't know what's going to happen mm. in the Universal yeah, yeah, yeah. Championship yeah. match. We we had no idea that we were going to get that. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. those were the two favourites to yeah. win that. It was oh, actually absolutely. they were yeah, actually yeah, yeah. joint favourites yeah. yeah, to yeah. win it. Yeah. yeah. And it didn't make any sense of it going on first for Sammy to be no. in there. No, no that makes sense. So yeah. it actually made sense for us. Why would Sammy uh, be the only USO in there? Yeah, 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 yeah that's yeah. what I mean. Uh, to me, it just wouldn't it, make any sense. No, because he's supposed be, to be in the in yeah. the group yeah, yeah, protecting. Yeah. So. Yeah. Unless he was in yeah. there to save the title so no one else could get a shot. Yeah, you'd have yeah. to have all of them in there, though, because yeah. you couldn't just you put Sammy in Exactly, there. yeah. Um, we spoke about this briefly as well before we um, started recording. Um, I think we were all kind of unanimous who the star of the Royal Rumble actually was. And I think that we need to talk about that a little bit, and I think we need to highlight the fact that the Royal Rumble, or what the Royal Rumble should be for, is to set up feuds... And to promote stars moving forward. And even though who we're going to talk about, and I won't say his name until we all talk about it, it, even though he's highly rated, last night was almost his fucking coming out party. Oh, yeah. Because now he is legitimately made off of that Rumble uh, thing. So you can say who it is because we all know. Dominic Mysterio. No, I'm only joking. (laughs) (laughs) No, Gunther. Yeah. Absolutely amazing. He was just phenomenal. You know, I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I think we all agree that he is a phenomenal talent. Anyway, um, a brilliant wrestler. But this, what was it? One hour eleven. One hour and eleven minutes. That was, was a long rumble. That, yeah, that, that must have been one of the longest rumbles ever. Because what I loved about that rumble, sorry, Stu, what I loved about that rumble as well was that when thirty hit. There was still loads of people in the yeah. ring, and it went on for a long time. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, yeah, again, I said that. Um, I think it was to you, Johnny, um, before we recorded. Not only did we get a rumble, yeah, and you know, most rumbles in the past have kind of finished quite quickly after the after you the know, thirty. You start to see people yeah, go over. Go over yeah, I, yeah. I genuinely felt like we got a full match afterwards. Well, we did with even with Cody and Gunther. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's what I mean. Yeah. yeah, but that they were in there, everyone else, for quite a long time. Oh hell yeah! After yeah. thirty, because if yeah. you think that Cody was thirty, mm. Cody was in there for quite a yeah. long time before it came to yeah. the last but two. When, when it came down to just the last two, mm. it genuinely for me, it just felt like we got a full, you know, like twenty minute, half an hour match afterwards. Yeah, it was great, you know, and fair play to Gunther. You know, Fantastic. I mean, and also just wow. be- just because he was thirty, fair play to Cody because Cody is not healed. No, he's not. He's still not. He's fully not recovered. healed from that. No. And the yeah. only other person that did that also come out at number thirty, and you should all know who that is. John Cena. Yes. Yeah, yeah that's the other thing. And I- he got an absolute rapturous applause. Yeah. When he came out. I didn't know he was doing just. I, I, I said earlier that. I would have preferred him to come out, maybe swap places with Logan Paul. Um, that could have been done. And then Cody would, you know, it would have been a bit more unexpected because you knew Cody was coming out at 30. To be fair, mm. if Logan Paul would come out at 30, I probably would have thrown my fucking phone out the window. <laughs> I I had no issue with Cody winning the Rumble and I wish no. him all the best. Same here. I'm I looking really, forward to see really where it's going to go. Yeah. I do because worry that they're this... going to turn on him at some point. What, the fans? Yeah. I don't think they will. I I actually think that there's a certain group out there 
And I think, unfortunately, I do not want to say this, but I think, here's the way that I look at it, right? I love all wrestling. I love AEW. I love everything. But I think there's an AEW contingent out there that that still have an issue for some reason. Mm -hmm. And I don't know why, because um, I hate to tell you this, but if Cody was not involved in AEW, there wouldn't be an AEW. True. So I really don't get it. And there wouldn't be, Mm. because they wouldn't have got it off the ground. They would not have got that off the ground just off of Omega and Jericho. They needed some legitimate stars there. And Cody was always the figurehead. Mm. He was the person who'd come out, sat there in a suit. Yeah. He looked the part. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Anything else about the Rumble? Uh, what, just the men's one? Just, um, no, I'm, I'm happy yeah, with We've that. only done the men's, haven't yeah. we? Have. I was disappointed with Johnny Gargano. I think he had didn't have any reaction coming out. Oh, and yeah. It was just a, a, a forgotten... Mm. I think it has to do... We spoke about it, didn't yeah. we? I don't know if you agree. I think he's just aimless. He, yeah, he's got nowhere there. to go at the moment. He's got no story. There's no reason to get behind no. Johnny Gargano. No. He was, the, the, you know, the, honestly, the only way I can see something happening is, is an as and when Champa comes yeah. back. Yeah. But what was interesting was is the commentary tried to really put him over. They were like, there goes uh, Johnny Gargano he's been in there for 30 minutes and everyone was like I didn't even realise he was in there <laughs> no. not being mm. funny like yeah mm. another thing goes for um, Braun Strowman as well I just I can't get behind him there's nothing there do you know what I fucking thoroughly love that running power slam he gave that prick Logan Paul yeah but it wasn't oh, done that oh, way oh, oh, no it went. <laughs> do you know why I liked it because it was botched yeah. and it looked fucking painful <laughs> Something else that was botched as well was Kofi Kingston's second year in a row. Yeah, I think Kofi oh, needs to oh, start. Oh, right. That <laughs> looked, that looked bad. Yeah, and it I, did. Do you know, the one person I feel sorry for more than anything? Who? Um, Xavier Woods. Yeah. Because he looked like he was trying to save that chair. Did I, you watch his left hand? Yeah, I mean, he, he went, went, went on a complete crumble. I mean... I would say now, Cody, please stop doing it. Yeah. We don't need to see it every no. year. And it, it that one was dangerous because that's a moving chair. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know where he thought that was going to go because if it went forwards instead of crumpling, he was going in the crowds. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, if he, you know, if he jumped on it, jumped on the chair and his momentum would have pushed the chair away from him, then he got the possibility of him landing on his neck or his head. Well, the fact just going back. The fact that it goes is really scary it's because it, it, just, it, there's it, no there's no uh, safety in the landing. Yeah. You're just coming down. Just for your own safety, Kofi, because you do tune in every month when we do yeah. this podcast. <laughs> just think about your safety. You've got a wife. You've got kids. Think about them. We don't need to see you do oh, this. Yeah. We know you're good. We really do. But just for our benefit and your family, stop. Thank you. Nothing regarding Kofi and Xavier. I would have liked to have seen them both go at each other. So would I. I was looking forward to that. Instead they decided to do... Slap each other's asses. Yes. Bongo time. (laughs) Because there's there's no other way of putting it. (laughs) They just went into some sort of, you know, Swiss mountain... Bongo tribe. You know. All that was missing was a pair of lederhosen's. (laughs) Yeah. You know, slapping each other. I just... I was. Do you know what? When they faced off, I was like, yeah. Yeah. It was... Yeah, there was just nothing. It was shit. Yeah, it was disappointing. It reminded me of like, I thought it was going to be like uh, Royal Rumble 89 when it's Demolition facing yeah. each other. But instead, imagine if Demolition had slapped each other's asses like that. <laughs> <laughs> they 
or the leather. It's it's yeah, it just seemed pointless. But I mean, overall, yeah. Yeah. I enjoyed it. It was, it was right. good. It was all right. It was. Yeah. It was because I, I didn't know that the you know the men's rumble was going on first. I no. thought it was all right. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Different. I like that. Different's good. I don't think they've. I think they might have done it once before where it's gone on first. Yeah. But yeah, I'm yeah. sure it's been once before. All right. But it was. It was a while ago. A uh, big what? shout out, just quickly. Some people might have hated this. I really liked yeah, it. Yeah. Same. No. I'm. Uh, I'm gonna. Call out to I like the Rumble. Uh, I'm gonna call out two people who I thought were really funny in the Rumble. Right. And that was McIntyre and Seamus. After it got past oh, about 30 minutes, yeah. those two reminded me of two British blokes standing up at a bar with a pint just <laughs> watching everyone else. They were just sitting in the corner at times watching what was going to, on. To me, them two just looked like they were having fun. Yeah, they were fucking around. Yeah, they looked like, like they were really enjoying themselves. But if you think about it realistically in a rumble, if you know someone's got your back, right, yeah. and you're too big, to, tough motherfuckers, mm. wouldn't you just stand back and wait yeah. for everyone else to fucking come in? <laughs> yeah. Because that's what they were doing. Like They were just standing there like this at times on the turnbuckle, <laughs> just like that, like two blokes up a bar yeah. over a pint. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was that funny. Was good. It was good. One sure. more thing. One more thing. You want to? Um, just while, before I forget, I'm going to call it now, right? There was a spot in the Rumble with Cody Rhodes irritating Gold Dust with the kick oh, in the corner. I love that. Right. We did the whole. Yeah. Like that. Gold Dust's contract with AEW expires this year, and he said he's not going to do anything else. I think he'll come back at some point. And on my first episode on Top Ten Buckle Podcast, I said Goldust will go into the Hall of Fame one day, or he should go into the Hall of Fame one day. I think he will leave AEW, and with Cody doing well, he'll follow his brother, and he'll get inducted into the Hall of Fame. Do you know what? I wouldn't mind it for one match, and I'd like to see him working out the back. I'd like to see him oh, in an NXT. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's got his own training academy. Yeah. I'd like to see him mm. in an NXT. I'm calling it now. I'm, mm. It's right. going to happen. If you, don't, I'll leave. You've heard it here first, folks. I'll get out. Should we also say that the Vin, uh, just quickly that Cody sort of broke the forbidden door last night by doing the uh, bucking of the gun and doing oh, the uh, yeah. doing the yeah. Kenny Omega yeah. sign at WrestleMania. Yeah, yeah. Because he's actually said that that was a homage to those two. Yeah. Yeah, I did notice that. The young that. bucks and the yeah. Uh, yeah. he he did the mm. he did the goodbye good night. Yeah, yeah, did yeah did clock that as well. Yeah, should we move on to the next match? Let's move on. Go for it. What right, the next, the next match was the Mountain Dew Cash Grab uh, Pitch Black match. It did leave me fancying <laughs> a bottle of Mountain Dew because I've never had it. Yeah. I quite well, fancy nice what, what a real what, a, a normal had, original I've never had any oh, no, no, do you know what I'm Ma- not a fan Mountain Dew Code Red do you like it, do you it I'm not a fan that's Mountain Dew Code Red well, if not... you're willing to sponsor <laughs> us <laughs> yeah for me this match was just a complete promotion for uh, Mountain Dew Fuck, whoa fucking slag them off I'm trying to get a freebie here yeah <laughs> I'm, do, do, do you know what hats off fucking to them for turning the whole ring into their yeah. own product because I haven't seen anyone else do that. I think everyone thought, everyone was going, ah, it's like Naomi's uh, stuff. The reason why it was She's done, doing well now, isn't she? Yeah, the reason why... <laughs> the reason, that worked out well for her and her mate. 
The reason why it was done was because Melting Dew's fucking bottle glows in the dark. It's as simple as that. That's why the ring ropes are all glowing. Oh, yeah. We know. It's nothing why I expected it to be. I thought it was going to be... You w- they weren't even going to come to the ring. I thought it was all going to be like the the match you had with John Cena at WrestleMania that time. Yeah. I thought it was all going to be backstage, in the dark. Figures would appear and weird stuff would happen. But no, it was just a no DQ match <laughs> with the lights off. Right. <laughs> We've already spoken about this before we recorded. I enjoyed it. I loved his new look. I loved, the, you know, the, the glow-in-the-dark paint, the the borderline skeletal look with the with face the, paint and on the beard. With the, the glow-in-the-dark paint, does that mean it's going to come back every time? No, I don't, no, no. I think it's just, yeah, it was just, uh, yeah, just a one-off. Um, I like, yeah, the, the whole change of the eye colour thing, I'm, I, I'd like to say to James and Johnny before we recorded... Five times I watched that match because I was trying to figure out at what point did he change his, you know, put contact Well, he had some on in. mid-match. Yeah. Because he I did, just can't see where he did it. He did that devil-like look mm. at one point and he had him in then. So he, he did it at some point mm. mid-match. And the mask, I yeah, I like the mask at the end. Um, overall, as a match, don't get me wrong, it wasn't the greatest match, it wasn't shit. It was, you know, it's... It's what you'd expect to follow a big event like the Royal Rumble. You're always going to have a match afterwards. It's always going to be tough to follow. And let's face it, with the Royal Rumble, it's going to be fucking really hard to follow it. I enjoyed it. I know there's people out there that didn't. I'm sat next to two of them. You're not, actually. I liked it. I really liked it. And for me, as you guys know, and you guys that listen, I am a massive Bray Wyatt fan and I want this to go somewhere. I really do. And I really fucking hope it does. So all the best, Bray, because, you know, he does listen. I I hope that he does really well. Uh, I don't know if I like that match or not. Mm. I don't, because it was so... You didn't. No, no. I, just, I wasn't a fan. I I watched it and I was like, <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> Get out. The whole fucking time I was like, I don't know what to think mm. of this. Uh, for me, I couldn't see past the fact that they'd lit the place up like a mountain dew. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, And I felt a bit sorry for Bray because I would have liked that to have been a bit darker. And I don't mean like the actual, it's a pitch black match. You know, I don't mean... The lights. I mean, like the sinisterness. Yeah, of it. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the fact that you had to illuminate it took yeah. it away from me. And I watched his promo afterwards uh, on the press conference. Yeah, I've still and not it, watched that. And it sh- what it did was it lit up the Mountain Dew, and that's how I know for a hundred percent. Yeah, that it was to do with the Mountain Dew bottle because that's what they did in the press conference. They right. lit up the Mountain Dew bottle to show that that's yeah. So I don't think that was Bray's plan for this pitch black match to happen like the way it did. I think it was a sponsorship yeah, thing. Yeah, That's what yeah. I'm trying to say. So a lot of people are having a go at Bray saying that he come up with this. And I don't think he did. I think he helped with a sponsorship match. Mm. It, yeah, I, I won't lie. Yeah, it did feel like a bit of a cash grab um, for Mountain Dew. You know, but Let's face it, there's plenty of other sports around the world that, you know, you look at football, prime example. Oh, yeah. Or yeah. soccer for our American listeners. Um, 
you know, there's there's billboards and banners all the way around the I, pitch for sponsors. You know, the beginning of the show of, of the Royal Rumble itself was sponsored by Arby's. You know, money's money at the end of the day, and it's all to do with advertising. So, you I, know, I must say, I it, don't think get it when you can. Fair yeah, play. I don't think I've ever seen a match where it was so heavily sponsored on something. Yeah. They might as well have called it the Mountain Dew Dark Match instead of the Pitch yeah. Black Match because there was even a sign for Mountain Dew put in the middle. Did anyone know it's yeah, that? I, saw I that, did, yeah. 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 And I yeah. was like, I'm, this is so... I'm, I'm genuinely quite impressed with the yeah. whole product, you know, because it it, money's money and it's a business at the end of the day. You still, you know, get your money where you can. And that is the fact. That is oh. the fact and the point. It is a business. Yeah. And regardless of it, if anyone doesn't like Briar, if they do, Briar's making them a shit ton of money. Absolutely. Yeah. And he doesn't... In fact, he hasn't wrestled yet and he's still top merchandise seller. Well, yep. he wrestled last night. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, to my knowledge, he was top merchandise seller, yeah. wasn't he? Yeah, he was. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> I seriously doubt WWE have got any issues. I wouldn't if that, if all my t-shirts with his face on were selling. Yeah. This is a business. I'd love a t-shirt with my face on it to be selling. <laughs> it's a fucking business If for any them, artists yeah. out there are listening and would like to design us a t-shirt with three our three faces on, let us know. I seriously doubt they're starring the match and going, well, bro, didn't have a five star here, so we might have to cut ties. They're fucking looking at the merchandise sales of the guy. I genuinely, genuinely would love to know how much merch. Uh, sorry, how much revenue they got for that whole Mountain Dew sponsorship? <laughs> Apparently, it broke that records. That doesn't Triple surprise H, me. Triple uh, H said it at the end. The sponsor uh, in the press conference. I've seen the press conference as well. So, uh, Triple H was remarking that. The sponsorship for this, in other words, uh, I think it was Applebee's, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Applebee's and whoever else was involved, that was double whatever they'd ever achieved, I think, for a rumble. Wow. Double in sponsorship. So the ends justify the means for them. I think we sometimes forget that this is a fucking business. (laughs) Yeah, I think we do. (laughs) (laughs) I just weren't a fan of the match. It wasn't what I was expecting. Um I, at this point, I just don't know what I'm expecting. No, I get you. Bray White, isn't it? Yeah. I, yeah. Just, I, just, I just worry. But I, yeah. yeah. So, next up. It's Bliss, isn't it? It's Bliss and Bray. Yeah, it's, it's the Raw women's title match between Bianca Belair and Alexa Bliss. I didn't enjoy this match. No, I did didn't. I, no. I thought it was just your typical Raw Main event. match. Yeah. yeah. There was nothing yeah. to it. There was nothing to add to it, no. really. No, the finish. Yeah. The finish was anticlimactic. You yeah. expect you expected more out of this match. You expected something to happen with Alexa so during in this. All match. honesty, I will say state this right now. When the match ended, my first reaction was, "Oh, it's finished." Here was my theory when <laughs> I was watching it. Right, <laughs> I I felt that they might have cut this match short and had Alexa lose and look like a jobber a bit. She didn't come across as a jobber, but it was, it was, it was just as you say, a normal real match, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when they hit the video, I immediately started to wonder if Alexa was going to win the Rumble because mm. I knew it was next, right? And they hit that and it was all about, do you feel in control now? Yeah. And all shit like that. And I thought, 
Is she going to come out as that dark motherfucker? She yeah. could under the ring as well. Yeah, no, oh, I just... Yeah. Oh, yeah. I just thought yeah. she was going to come out in that dark thing, you know, like that dark character, and maybe win it. And yeah. I was like... Well, she could have come up through the ring as the dark character, mm. into it, into yeah. the rumble. We'll see where it goes. Yeah. I, I, think, I think similar to the other championship match... The main event. Yeah. I think that this was a means to further a storyline. Yeah. If that makes sense. I don't yeah. think the title was was ever the thing. I think it was to get to the end and play that uh, video. Yeah. To, yes. to move on Alexa Bliss's character. Because Bianca Belair weren't even involved. The story was with Alexa at the end. Yeah. She'd already fucking gone up the aisle with the title. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. There's That's nothing it. to say. There's about not a great deal we can say about that one. Yeah, yeah. Was, the video uh, package was more intriguing than the match. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, next up is the Women's Royal Rumble. Good. Yeah, I'm going to agree. I really enjoyed this. It's yeah. good. Especially the ending. Would have liked to have seen a couple of feuds similar to the men's made yep. in there. I've got a couple of stars out of it. Mm-hmm. That doesn't necessarily, again, mean the winner. Yep. Uh, I was very, very impressed with, uh, oh, Raquel Rodriguez. Yeah. I thought she held her own in there and looked like a star, actually. I think she's very raw and bland, but I think if you could mould her into a decent character, I think that she's got, like, Rhea Ripley potential. Zoe Stark stood out for me. Yeah, she was good. Really well. Roxanne Perez. Really enjoyed. She she was good, and she could have done with being in there a little longer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which does lead on to my, I'm, I'm really bored with the whole damage control numbers game thing. I'm really struggling with this, and I was so excited when this first started, but yeah. it's becoming boring. Yeah, it's. Um, I thought it'd been boring for a while now. There was a worry, and it was an internet worry, similar to. Uh, what I hate, you know, where I say someone controls the rumble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was yeah. a worry that these three were going to get in there, yeah. and luckily they didn't to yeah. a huge degree. Get in there and throw every single person out until yeah. like number twenty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was thinking, don't, please, don't do that because that's the most boring rumbles. You know, when there's like one person and yeah. they're just throwing everyone out, yeah. and you see the numbers, and it's, we're like at number fifteen. You think to yourself, oh, for God's sake. Yeah. yeah. Um, can we please talk about the absolutely horrendous botch from Dana Brooke on Rhea Ripley? I didn't see it properly. I don't remember this one. Uh, there was something happened. Rhea Ripley uh, dislocated her knee in the middle of the match. I can tell you this because I watch, again, I watch a press conference. Mm. Uh, Rhea Ripley dislocated her knee as she fell off for this. Got back up and thank fuck for her, considering she was going to be the winner. Yeah. Uh, it come back into place. Okay. As she got up, but it dislocated her knee. Now, if you go back and watch it, fuck me, she looked pissed. She was going to hit her. There oh, was right. uh, legit. There was. Uh, that was pure rage in her face. She was going to fucking. Yeah, because she got up to uh, hit her. Like, yeah. you, it wasn't a slow get up. It was a get up as if I'm coming back to give you a, like, mag- mega She's going to give you a... Yeah, that's exactly um, what I was about. She's, she's been around for ages, and this was her sixth rumble. What has she really done? Nothing. She's, she's an easy 
fire. I know it sounds harsh and I don't want to say that about anyone, but she's an easy... Uh, we've come to terms with the relationship with Dana Brooke at any moment. She was incredibly sloppy during that rumble. I feel you that know, with I, Lacey as well. I feel that with Lacey, she's the same. I'm not even talking about her. I like she, Lacey Evans. No. I'm just fed up of her keep coming back as a different character. Or well, she's now Sergeant Slaughter. Yeah, but they've, yeah. They're, they're, right. the problem is, Johnny, they're trying so hard to get to, to connect to the audience yeah, and they yeah. can't. Well, even the, crowd weren't, even the crowd weren't really booing her. They were just kind of like... Mm. No, she's she's not resonating with the audience, no. which is why they've they've got high hopes for her. Which way? Because they've changed her gimmick so many times. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's becoming yeah. desperate. Yeah, it's right, trying next, to bridge a connection. Two, two weeks time, she'll come back as Macho Man. At one point, she was pregnant with Ric Flair's child, wasn't she? Yeah, oh, that all worked out well. Um, <laughs> why was that dropped? Um, because I think I don't know. Rick weren't in trouble at that point. I think um, she, she got pregnant. she got pregnant. Yeah. yeah. That's it. Um, <laughs> is that is that just the reason why? I think yeah, so, I think yeah. it was. Yeah, um, I've got to say, Oscar uh, was brilliant. Mm. Yeah, brilliant entrance. It was Karna. Uh, yeah, just to let every yeah yeah. yeah. No, I won't ask. No, you you spot on, but it, it's Car. It's yeah. that character's Karna. It's yeah. not Asuka. I mean, uh, anyone who's watched her Japanese work will know that is. Um. One really, really big thing that I mean, I genuinely got fucked off with during this Women's Royal Rumble, right? And I hope you're listening to this. You probably ain't. I don't, you know, if you are, if you aren't, I don't care. Corey Graves, shut the fuck up. Just shut the fuck up. I've never been a big fan of Corey Graves. I've never liked him. And this, this what I'm about to say is just. And I've quoted it. There were two things that he said during this, and the second one genuinely made me angry because it was, I, I personally felt it was borderline racist. Okay. Right. So the first one, he was talking about Candice LeRae and they were talking about the shiniest wizard. Oh, yeah. And he was like, well, what makes hers the shiniest wizard? Has she got a lot of them? I'm like, shut the fuck up. Just do your job. You're meant to be talking, you know, commentating the wrestling. Stop making stupid fuck. You're trying to be funny. You're not funny. You, you I, I remember the conversation, but off. I didn't. I, I didn't. <laughs> I, I thought it was like Pat McAfee had been away. Oh, I'm so happy he's back. And and they were trying to explain who she was. Yeah. Is he back for good though? Or is he just? Nah, I think this was a one-off. Yeah. Um. I don't, I don't know. I didn't listen to it, I must admit. But it went on for like five minutes. I did, yeah. He kept going, he wouldn't drop it. Yeah. And even you could hear Michael Cole going, yeah, thanks, Corey. <clears throat> it was like, you know, the polite way was going, can you just shut the fuck up and call a match? Shut up. The worst one was about Raquel Rodriguez. Yeah. It was when she, when she entered and they were talking about, you know, obviously she grew up not far from San Antonio, uh, this, that and the other. And I quote, Raquel, that means Raquel Rodriguez is probably related to 40% of the people in this arena. Yeah. It's something that Jerry the King Lawler would have said in the 90s. Right. I'm sorry. Fucking out of order. Yeah. No need for that. I, I didn't hear that, actually. <laughs> I, was, I went back, like, two or three times going, I'm, I'm fucking hearing this right. Like, I'm sorry. Mm. No need for that at all. I... If you don't get called up for that, I will be absolutely shocked and disgusted. There is no need for that shit. 
I, d- I can't even remember it. Mate, no, I'd honestly, I'd, I don't my, remember. Fuck, it annoyed me so much. My piss was boiling. Really? Like, fuck. genuinely, man. Right? Like, what the fuck? Yeah. There's no need for that. I, do I, your I job. can't even remember that happening. That's what I can't even say do your job because you're shit at that. Yeah. Like, fuck off. I, I am going to call uh, at the in, in, in a positive way the announced team, and I'll tell you why, right? They took shots at Vince McMahon. Oh, yeah. Did you I hear know. Right? Yeah. They called Piper Niven's name yeah. at least 15 times. Nice to purpose. see her back. Right? They went, Piper Niven. Yeah. Piper Niven. <laughs> like that, right? <laughs> and then uh, there was one from Michael Cole, which was gold. And you guys might remember this. And this is a shot at Vince, right? Someone said at one point, they said, I think it was during the main event. Yeah. They turned around and said, look, yeah, it was, was it Sammy saying? They said, look at Sammy's face. Look at it. And Michael Carr went, I can't look at it from the ring because uh, for 25 yes. years, I've had <laughs> to, to stare at the monitor. To look at monitor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was oh, a Vince Good old shot. Michael Cole. That was a Vince Good shot. on him. Uh, I thought that was hilarious. But. And the Piper Niven one was personal. That was brilliant. Yeah, yeah it, it was. was yeah. like. It, it was almost like you did that because she yeah. was fat yeah. and called her that. I'm, I'm, and like I said, I'm really happy to see her back. Yeah. Really happy to see her back. And I hope they give her a proper go this time. She was a force in there. I mean, she took Damn a right. hell of a shot from Tamina. Tamina oh, yeah. needs to stop doing that uh, that kick because... I thought you were going to say wrestling. Yeah, she absolutely. She's, she's dangerous. She's yeah, as she dangerous is. as her other pal. Oh, I'm, 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 I don't want to talk about her. Has Tamina still been around for a while? Was this? Did she just? Retire? No, this this is the first time I've seen her in quite some time. Yeah, much like that other fucking loose cannon. No, I'm not even bothered Neil about Jack, her. Neil Jack. Neil Jack. <laughs> Do you, know what I, do you know what I thought was so fucking funny? They even botched her entrance and no yeah. one cares. Yeah. Yeah. They won't give a fuck. No, there's no reaction yeah. to her entrance at all. Because uh, oh, look, sorry, no, I knew blo- she was coming in because I saw that oh, irresistible yeah. force hit that go around the ring, you know, that lighting. Oh, yeah. And I was like, hang when, on a minute. When it, came, when it came up on the monitors, I, I won't lie, my reaction was, who the fuck's that? And then it said Nia Jax, and I went, oh, fuck's sake. It... Uh-huh. But he, it's not a personal attack on no. you. I'm sure you're a lovely person. I, you know, genuinely mean that. Neil, Neil. <laughs> <laughs> but I, and I'm, Neil Jackson. Neil Jackson. That's the one that went yeah. in the men's. That yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I just find you, um, yeah, a bit too reckless and dangerous in the ring. Yeah. yeah, I did see a really funny tweet from someone, and it was someone quite famous who wrote, "Oh fuck, now we're going to have twenty nine injuries." <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I'm sure. Did Michael Cole even state this is not this is this is nowhere near nearly a bigger impact as, as since she when she broke Becky Lynch's nose? No, I thought that was, was really, along the lines. Yeah, I it? thought that was really funny. They, they said, "Here comes the person who changed the uh, whole <laughs> dynamic." of WWE when she punched Becky Lynch in the nose <laughs> and basically made Becky Lynch Favourite. for the fact yeah. that everyone turns yeah. on her for doing yeah. it in a chair. For a botch. <laughs> that made Your, me laugh. The pinnacle moment of her career is a botch. Yeah. Enough said. Anyway, uh, outcome, I'm, I'm, I'm happy with it. Yeah, I, I'm happy with it. I, The women's one was difficult, wasn't it? Because... Mm. This kind of direction, so I like to see a good feud here with Rhea. Yeah. Uh, moved up with some bumpers. At the moment, 
She's very much structured in that judgment day, but she doesn't really have a reason. I mean, obviously, she's won the fucking Rumble, so she does. Well, but yeah. we're talking about building a feud. Yeah. Who could she have a feud with between now? I and think it'll be Belair. I think. Hear me out. I'd like to see her go for both. No, I just don't think shit, she can do just that. Just for shits and giggles. Yeah. Who's SmackDown Women's Champion? Charlotte, Charlotte Flair. There's yeah. there's the past there, but I think knowing that she's so big on trying to, she's such a big fan of Bianca, mm. both of them are, of each other, and they want to set up this rivalry. That's what they've been talking about. We want to go down as like the two main people of this generation. Yeah. I can see it being Bianca. Yeah. I but think then she yeah. hasn't got to go to SmackDown. Do you and- think there could possibly be a title hand, a title change hands before WrestleMania? No. I don't. Do you not think they might give it back to uh, our mate Ronda? No, no, I don't think so. No, you tell, you're telling me you wouldn't like to see that. I've heard that. I've heard that they might have come to terms with Ronda. What got rid of her? Yeah, shame. That's what I heard. Gutted. Get out. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> mate. If anybody was a perfect opportunity <laughs> to use my own soddy catchphrase, I had it robbed from me. No, I, I think that it was the- a dark and stormy. <laughs> <laughs> The wind I'm, was howling. Rhonda got a P45. <laughs> I think they stay the way that they are. I can't see... No. I can't no. see the change. There's a necessary change there. Unless it... Unless somehow Beth Phoenix gets it. That's the only way. And she, that's ridiculous. She weren't in the Rumble, was she? She wasn't. Uh, no, but she did make an appearance. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they set something up yeah. there, which I thought was strange because she, it seems um, like a WrestleMania. Speared Ripley, didn't she? Yeah, but it seemed like a WrestleMania mixed tag was being Unless set they up. Do the mixed tag at the next pay per view. Mm-hmm. They'll have to elimination chamber, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's in Montreal. Two mm. Canadian? No, it's in Quebec. I don't know if it's in Montreal, but it's definitely in Quebec. It's in Canada. Yeah. She, yeah. It's important. Thanks for clarifying that after we were naming Canadian places there, Johnny. Is Neil Jacks going to be there for this <laughs> And Stephen Cat? No, Simon Carroll. <laughs> Am I the only one that's not made a fuck up with the name tonight? Probably. Yes! It's still time. It's giving yeah. up for me. But, uh, <laughs> no, it's important that uh, Quebec thing, Johnny. Is Phoenix Canadian? Sorry? Is Beth Phoenix Canadian? I don't know. Not sure. I think... Obviously the edges. I don't know. I feel like she is, but I may be wrong. Yeah. So I'm not going to say yes, I'm not going to say no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've got to remember why I showed you with... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. Uh, mm. we'll talk about that after the main yeah. event, and I think there's an obvious uh, story going yeah. into the Elimination Chamber yeah. now. All in all... I think we were all coming out of the Women's Royal Rumble quite positive. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I enjoyed it. Yeah, so. It was all right. Interested yeah. to see where it goes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Doesn't yeah. always have to be built up straight nope. away. Indeed. Right. Finally, we come to the main event. Kevin Owens versus Roman fucking Reigns. This this match is a normal match. And yep. It's uh, it, the... the the main event happens after the bell rings. Yeah. Can I ask you two one quick question? Yeah, you can. Right. Was it just me, or for the first 10 minutes of that match, Roman Reigns was no selling? Mm. 
don't know. I don't know. I'll, I'll be honest with you, I was very tired. <laughs> Johnny, was it me? <laughs> I don't know. Um, if, if you get a chance, please yeah. watch it back and let me know what you think. There was the, but, that thing happened recently between the two of them, didn't it? Mm. There was that, was it on the last pay-per-view? Where Kevin Owens went into business for himself and okay. actually hit Roman Reigns. Mm. Oh, yeah. And I don't know if this was... No, I think the payback might have happened already. I'm sure it did. Once. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, watch it again and just... Yeah, just let, let me know what you... Same with you guys listening. Um, don't know how you feel. You know, it might just be me. I just felt for the first 10 minutes that Roman Reigns was deliberately no-selling... Um, quite a few things that Kevin Owens was doing. I don't want to be harsh on Kevin Owens, uh, but I wasn't paying attention to the match because I was waiting to see what was going to happen at yep. the end. Yeah. There was uh, one one bad botch. Oh, the jumping, yeah. the, the attempted... That, Fucking hell. So this, this move, it was an attempted Mark Miro it, mm. move. I forgot what they used to call that, Johnny. You have to help me. The one off the top right where oh, he shooting star press. <clears throat> the one where he oh, where jumps he... like that and then flips. Yeah. Because he tried <laughs> to jump and he totally missed and slipped off the. He right. landed on Roman Reigns pretty yeah, badly. I can't think what it's called. I can't remember what that's called. But I don't think it, it might be called the shooting. Is it one where what Brock Lesnar did at WrestleMania? No, no, um, no. It's because uh, it was almost like he was facing. Reigns and then tried to spin, jump yeah, and spin around. Yeah, he faced around. the wrong way. Yes. And then he jumps on the top rope and then flips back like a... I'll do it. There's <laughs> the jump. So, it's on the top rope. Yeah. Jumps so back. Goes over. Yeah. I don't know if that's got a move. It's a bit like a moonsault. Spinning It's a, it's a moonsault. Yeah. It? We can call it the Springboard moonsault. Spinning moonsault. The person who did that the most that I saw was Mark Miro. <laughs> I'm sticking with my name fuck off yeah, yeah Mark Miro is the only person I think I can remember doing it so I don't know what he was doing but he come off for there he actually sort of in a way it kind of made the match feel more legit because someone had just fell off for there and the commentators did a good job of covering for it oh yeah because they were talking about how the rumble and they've been sweat on the ropes and stuff the commentators um, did a good job that of was that you, that was McAfee yeah Called that. Did a good job. That Mountain Dew is everywhere. I know. But they were saying like things like fucking that. It's fucking slippy up there. <laughs> <laughs> Do we want to mention the skittles in the fucking oh, pitch black match? No. <laughs> what were they? Does anyone I, know? Well, they look like skittles. I, I, I thought they were the things inside the bean bags. I thought, I thought it was a bean. I bag. thought the start. We're talking now about we're going back to Bray Wyatt's match. By the way. <laughs> One of our That's little tangents. Fault, yeah. Um, I, I thought it was a drink to start with because, like, when it went over the table, it, it flowed like a drink. But then I kind of noticed it was floating in the air and yeah. slowly spiralling down. Like, fuck, I, mean, I, I, I thought last it was time sparks. I spilled a drink, it didn't fucking go up <laughs> in the air and then just float. <laughs> when he when he started messing about the table and it, there was this stuff coming out. I thought it was sparks or yeah, something. I thought it was sparks. So I thought, actually, that's quite cool. Then when I realised what it was, I was like, that's shit. Because <laughs> <laughs> it just looked like a fucking mess, didn't it? Yeah. It looked like a bunch of popcorn that had lo- uh, <laughs> like become a luminous... It's a fucking- bunch of popcorn that had been left just outside of Chernobyl. Ooh. 
Yeah, we won't. We won't, <laughs> we won't pick names. But we can if you want. Um, Fucking yeah, so let's move on anyway. Yeah, back to the main event. Um, yeah, I've got to agree with you, James. It wasn't good until after the match. But after the match... was brilliant. It was some of the best storytelling I have seen in a very long oh, yeah. time. Oh, yeah. Very long time. And if you... Uh, and I'm going to say this, and I hope anyone who listens to this, if you rage at me, that's fine. I don't care. If you didn't think it was, it's because you have an agenda against Roman Reigns. Because I'm not being funny, Right. I don't like Roman Reigns, no, no. but if you put that story was absolutely brilliant. <laughs> you, you seem shocked by that. Don't you? I, I don't mind Roman Reigns. Neither do I. I, 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 I find him boring. Yeah, but what I'm saying yeah. is, what I'm trying to say to you, Johnny, if someone goes, uh, "It was shit," and uh, they, yeah, they, yeah. They, they've got an agenda because yeah. that yeah, story because, yeah. at the end was so Great. well done yeah. that it reminds me of something that Jake Roberts would do. Yeah. It was brilliant. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, yeah, totally. I have never heard a crowd so loud when Sammy hit that chair shot. And I I said, I said this to you before we started recording as well. I love the fact that to start with, he looked like he was going to do it. Yep. And then he stopped and kind of went, "No, I can't," because you know these are the guys that took me in. And then he seemed to have back, back down, backed away. And you're like, oh, okay, maybe he's going to, you know, fucking do, do Owens over. And then the chair, I mean, that swing literally did come out of nowhere because sometimes you can see him bringing the chair up and it was just whack, boom, done. And that crowd went mental. I think there's so much there that we're not talking about of how good that was done. So the actual start of it was done on the stairs so it was actually done in the match there was there was cracks beginning to show that mm. that Sammy was looking at Rome in a different way is this when he was throwing he was know, smashing his head on that yeah, I thought that was quite yeah it was very very uh, risky looked and horrible and Sammy was that was the point wasn't it and Sammy was looking as if to go who the fuck are you? Like that. Yeah, see, that that was the point where I kind of yeah. started to feel like, fuck, I don't know if he's actually acting. Yeah, and then that, after the match, just the whole way they'd done it, the whole way, props to Kevin Owens, yeah. the way that they handcuffed him, the way they kept hitting him, it was very hard to watch. Mm. Even in a PG era. It was, it was era. barbaric. Yeah, it was, it, was, it was It was barbaric. like torture. And the way Sammy sold it, because even before he threw the chair, there was a moment where Sammy gets angry and they actually, if you remember, they go head to head yeah. and put oh, yeah, 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 forehead. Yeah, yeah. And you see the anger there. He comes out of it. It was done so well. And then... We get the key factor. Then we get a swerve. Mm. We see everyone decimate Sammy and then all of them look up and turn and Jay's standing there. Mm. Actually nearly crying probably because of the emotion of this because Mm. it was quite emotional to watch. Imagine being in there, right? And he sells it fucking amazing. I'm not his biggest fan. 
No, I'm not a fan of either of them, but he he was Uh, was brilliant. And he gets out and he doesn't acknowledge anyone. He doesn't help uh, Sammy. He doesn't acknowledge them either or attack Mm. them. And he just goes out to straw. And you're like, what the fuck is Mm. going on? I did think that he was going to turn around at one point and just go back and destroy him. But then he he didn't. I thought it was a perfect ending. Yeah. I've got to do one one slight moment of sympathy to yeah, it was uh, Jay wasn't it yeah. who started the battering of Sammy first on the floor or Jimmy I think so which one I which can't one? remember whatever one that didn't like him to start with and liked him and yeah so I I really feel sorry for his neck <laughs> did you see how fucking far Solo threw him uh, oh Sammy no no I didn't he's bloody relative I didn't. When he was on top, of, when they got, you know, obviously Sammy was on the floor he and pulled him off. Pulled him. He literally grabbed him by the shoulders so hard and threw him off Sammy. To start with, I was thinking, <laughs> fucking hell, he's going to help him. And then he just threw him off, and you saw the poor guy's head go like whip back as quick as possible, and then he just got on top of him and started battering him as well. I thought the poor fucker had got whiplash. He threw him so hard. I've not been a fan this is all I've really got to say about this I've not been a fan of the bloodline for ages I'm not a fan it's it's grown stale with me that's all it is now now after that I am I can't wait to see what happens on Raw uh, if that if this was the payoff for me Mm. to have to watch them for so long I'm all in because that to me that is wrestling that is drama that was there were so many emotions in that. Mm. If you're sitting watching it properly and you're fully in it, yeah, like and you're watching it, like I was actually shouting, "Hit him, fucking hit him <laughs> yeah. for fuck's sake!" Like that. And I, 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 imagine if you was in the crowd yeah, yeah. Right, with the assault on Sammy, that and even more brutal. so on Kev as well, because mm. they both listen to this podcast. Um, I, I don't know because like I said to you guys earlier I had to watch it on my phone because my little boy was watching Netflix and obviously I'm glad I didn't put it on the TV because that assault at the end would have been far too much to let a six year old watch um, I sat there with literally like one hand over my mouth going fucking hell yeah I've, it, oh all it, all it lacked for it to not be on the same level as like the rock and mankind was mm. blood yeah yeah, yeah yeah it was absolutely. it was vicious yeah. it was like it was cruel. It would. Mm. It elicited the exact response that they wanted. As soon as uh, that that fuck you Roman started, oh, that was yeah. not a that was not a crowd that was fully into the thing. But my God, did that crowd give Roman some at the end? Got that. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote that in my notes. Yeah. Post match was better. Post match was better than the actual match. Speech marks. Fuck you, Roman. Guys, I think that I think that ending was, and I will say this from my own point of view. I think that ending is probably one of the best things I've seen WWE do in ten years. Yeah. It was yeah. that yeah. good, and yeah. I was so invested in it. I yeah. was like, "This is excellent." Yeah, yeah, it was good. And I don't even like the bloodline. No, same. Um, and, but I can't knock it. Because if I knocked it, I'd be lying. Yeah. Uh, 
it got me. It got me yeah, like yeah, pissed off. Time. It got me like it, it's very rare that I'll sit here on something which I know is scripted mm. and it'll have me in so invested. I'm actually going hit that motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like that. It was so well done. It was. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, well done to all the backstage crew on that. Well one. done that to was, all of you know, them. Well yeah. done to the writers and everyone involved in that. You've you've and Jay as brought well brought me back into that story. Yeah, and yeah. Jay as well. Jay yeah. so sold that perfectly. That part was this. It wasn't an ice on the cake because mm. you weren't expecting it. It was a sh- it was a shock after that it all. Pure heartbreak. It was one of the um, comments that Roman made as well. He goes, um, if it weren't for me, you'd still be doing that jackass shit as well. Which I there was a few was. audibles, uh, yeah. heard, <laughs> motherfucker. Uh, yeah, and, and Come he on, said, motherfucker. Fucking, he said, <laughs> Ryan said, fucking, a couple of times. Yeah. He said it in the ring, and he said it uh, when he was walking around with Sammy. So watch your mouth, you filthy fuckers. This <laughs> is a family show. I thought it was funny as fuck. <laughs> it was fucking brilliant. Yeah. Um, yeah overall. Everything as a whole pay per view. What do we think? I thought it was excellent. I thought it was good. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was really good. Did you see though what followed? What the thing that did let it down a little bit? The CGI fireworks at the end of the show. No. Yes. I didn't, even, fireworks take, I didn't even take notice of that. To be honest, the fireworks no. were CGI and they just didn't look Why? very good. I don't know. Is, is that is that not just because we went right? Didn't we to clash yeah. at the castle? Yeah, yeah. Now I looked this up, and it was right what we said. They didn't have the regulations allowed to uh, let off fireworks mm. in there. Were they allowed to let them off? They did have a fireworks during with Cody mm. and Edge. Edge as well. Judgment Day, but outside. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the outside ones were there were ones outside, mm, weren't there? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Because if you let off a shit ton of fireworks in an area, not everyone's a wrestling fan. No. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So, like... There's a fire marshal having a fucking panic attack. <laughs> are, they, are you talking about the ones that come out of the arena outside? Yes. Yeah. They rule I'm wondering fake. if they're allowed, no, right. if they were allowed Mate. to do it. Uh, you've yeah. also got to think of um, curfew times. Yeah, and birds. Yeah, which is... No, I don't think you give a fuck about that. <laughs> you do mean ornithology, but birds, no. You're yes, not just being yes. a pervert again. No. <laughs> yeah. Birds overall. with them pants on. <laughs> One other thing that let me down as well. They didn't have the original Royal Rumble theme at the beginning. Oh, the nostalgia one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's Rumble. With, with Vince being back, which is something that we could, have t- could still talk about. Um, <laughs> With Vince being back, we could have had like where they show the faces and he yeah. does the fucking. Yeah. <laughs> I was wondering where this was going then. Another thing as well. Nailed that one. Nailed it. Yeah. They haven't done for a while at the Rumbles. They used to do them. It was like the little 10 second promos they did. I used to love them. them. Yeah. Oh, right. They should yeah. bring them back. They're but, real wild skull. Yeah. But they didn't, and that was well, the Royal Rumble. And there we go. There we go. There do we, we go. want well. to just. Uh, talk about the legends and how we feel about that. That's been a hot topic on the internet. Booker T. I don't think he needed to be in there. Booker T looked... By the way, uh, I really do like Booker T as an athlete. Yep. Uh, he, he didn't look like he was ready for it at all. 
and his kicks were extremely slow and it looked yeah. like someone could catch him at any seconds if they wanted he to. He looked like he'd been wearing, uh, sorry, riding a horse for a month when he walked down. Yeah. He looked proper bow-legged. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the kicks, what he used to do, which were his bread and butter, yeah. looked slow yeah. and cumbersome. He's, he's, he's getting I'm, on. Do you know what? And I know there's been a lot of people out there that have bitched and moaned about this. I'm really sorry. We're in 2023. Yes. What is the fascination with bringing it back le- like legends? Let them be legends. Yeah, I don't understand. I'm totally with you. Bring X pack X pack back. Yeah. That's what I want. Every year I ask for him, and he still hasn't come back. But you know what? Is he actually a retired wrestler? Because I don't think he is. No, because he wrestled all... for um, GCW. Yeah, so I've got no issue with X pack no. coming in. No. I think he gets to have still... matches. Well, I know he did release a statement saying that he wasn't you know, physically prepared for... Yeah. For it. So maybe, you know, yeah, I'll agree with you on that one. Yeah, because he is still active. Yeah. He can still if, that's if he comes back, yeah, I'll be happy with but that. I don't but want to see the boogeyman no. anymore. No, no. Right? Bring, things... Bring him back. <laughs> I don't know how Charles Wright will feel about that. He's mm. not in that great a shape, I don't but think. He's, he's, he... Why, why, you know, <laughs> wrestlers who are now, I mean, Booker T's got to be in what, his 50s, 60s? Yeah, I'm just done for Texas. He, you know, he's he, yeah, I get that, but he's you know he he runs his own wrestling academy. He's he's a very successful mm. trainer. Let him do what he's doing. You don't need to keep bringing back these old school wrestlers. Yes, I know it's a nostalgia thing, but it's not fucking needed. I, I don't think Triple H wanted to. Do you know, I think he thought to himself. I thought I think he thought I don't want to do this, but I'll give them one in each one of them, yeah. and he made sure they were from the area. Yeah. yeah, because yeah. Michelle McCall's from Texas yeah. as well, very so, true. which is yeah. why they put her in the audience. Yes, yeah. I <laughs> thought that was quite good. Yeah, no, yeah. that was yeah. actually quite good. Bearing in mind, she had also been on social media posting. I haven't been asked to come into this yeah, one. She knew. All right, you crafty fucker. Clever. <laughs> Regarding these legends, yeah. I'm just going to bring this over to something. Raw thirty. Yep. They had all these legends come back, right? Now. These legends are like from what, 20 years ago mm. or so. This got me thinking, like when they were doing, say, shows in 95 or 94, 93, 92, mm. why did they not try and get wrestlers from 20 years prior to come back on their shows? Because it does absolutely nothing <laughs> for the product. Well, no one would want to see Ivan Putski versus <laughs> yeah, the Hitman so Hart. So, one other thing that I did notice on That's so, why I don't get it. Yeah, it's one, just weird. It's one just... other thing I did pick up on social media as well is where were the female ones? Well, Legends. Mm. Uh, on that Raw episode. Yeah, the Lunge of right. With her title that she dropped in the bin in WCW. And can we just say as well, this Legend thing, which I, I do like, mm. right? But WWE's <laughs> production of the Legends, right, is to highlight one or two, which is usually either Steve Austin or Hulk Hogan or someone like that. And the rest of them always play poker. Yeah, I've got Why are they always those. playing poker? I'm wondering if this poker competition's been going on for years. Yeah. And then the winners carry on to the next show. Winner and, stays on. Yeah. Yeah. That's the only way I can think of it. <laughs> the the <laughs> only <laughs> one, <laughs> just <laughs> quickly, because this is funny, the only one I enjoy is the legend that they've thrown back. Because there's his oh, microphone but- off, right? Is uh they brought back the Iron Sheik right and I think it was in the backstage and they showed him some figures and it was Hulk Hogan and him and he started doing that rant you know where he goes I he goes 
Yes, I and he was doing it, and he got like fucking himself on top of Hogan, and he was going. <laughs> I get him and I break his back, and I did, and I think they cut him off because was the, this from the buffet? No, it was from one years ago. They put him on and he started doing it. I saw a tweet that the Iron Shake put out on Christmas and it was fucking brilliant because this is all he does on his Twitter and I think it's funny as shit. His Twitter's run by fans. It's great with the fact because all it said was Merry Christmas to everyone, but not you Hulk Hogan, you fucking jabroni. (laughs) His Twitter, he's got like certain people to do it. It's just fucking awesome. Um, the The only... one thing that really I I, I genuinely enjoyed um, from that episode of Raw was Kurt Angle and DX. Yeah, that I I like. Road Dog's funny anyway, but it was the whole you know the, <laughs> the Road Dog Jesse James the that long pause at Kurt. Kurt. I was wanting to be in DX. I like the bit where they did the huzzle. Where they all went in one corner and they left Kurt there, <laughs> <laughs> and they all get and Triple H kept looking over, like as if he weren't looking, going yeah. <laughs> like that. Just <laughs> none of them wanted to fight, did that? And they were all doing a huddle to say how it was. It was, it was it the also the dig at a few people, you know, a few whatever people on social media that have been having a dig about him at book about bookings, mm. and he even made the comment, Do "You know how hard it is to do these bookings." Yeah, it is. Like, good on him. Well done. Good on him. It's Stand up for yourself. Fair fucking play. <laughs> Shall oh. we get to our last segment? Do we have any more news? This is the news. We, oh, we are already We're on, on the, the news. We're, on the We're news. about to start the news. We've got a, Well, the, yeah, I mean, yeah. we've already done the news of the Rumble, so... Yeah, yeah. and we've pretty much covered Raw 30. Yeah. yeah. Are we, um, we going to talk about Vince? Do we want to clarify this? I don't. Do we need to? No. Do you want to? I, I Do I want to say... The only thing I want to clarify is is that Vince isn't actually back. He's back to either f- f- to facilitate a sale. He's not back to do anything creatively. Uh, who do we want to buy? Who do we want? This is what I'm talking about. This is. Because do you really think that Vince, being the all, and I'm gonna I'm gonna do this now because I promise these guys are being the horrible narcissistic cunt that he is at the moment, and not even thinking about his own family. Do you think he really cares about creative? He's come back to sell the fucking mm, thing. Yeah. And what he's doing is he's trying to get as much money as he possibly can. Yeah. It's as simple as that. He wants to make sure the TV deals are right mm. and everything like that. This is way beyond wrestling. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It's got nothing to do with wrestling. He just wants the money. Yeah, it's a business mm. thing. It's yeah. not wrestling involved. He's taken over the chair... So they can't fucking uh, make any decisions yeah. while yeah. he's not there. Yeah. Yep. Uh, who do I want to get it? Uh, I wouldn't mind Comcast getting it, and I wouldn't. I could see Endeavor going for it. Disney? Mm. No. No. Nope. I don't see any reason for Disney to buy it. Saudi Arabia. That that doesn't bother me as much. It bothers everyone else. Um. Who else? Is I think everyone. For, uh, I, I'm sorry, because I might edit this out. But I think everyone thinks that if W if WWE is bought by Saudi Arabia, it's being moved to Saudi Arabia. I'm sorry, it's not. They know the Saudis know their target audience, and nothing will change. It's, nothing. You've got to look for other aspects of sports that you know Saudi Arabian companies or businessmen own. They're very proud of their uh, yeah. things. They put a lot of effort and money into it's, them. It's horse training alone. Uh, football teams. 
Look at Paris. Yeah. Ask Paris Saint-Germain yeah. and Man. And Manchester City, yeah. how much they hate their owners, and see what they say on Newcastle, yeah. because they won't. They'll tell you that they've got the best yeah, owners absolutely. ever, yeah. because they what they, they do the is they, Man City. When I was younger, so there'll probably be some football people listening, were a laughing stock, joke, right? An absolute joke of a time. And now they can buy whoever they want. Yeah, yeah. yeah. they are literally Saudi FC. Yeah. Play. But they don't care. It's business. Business I, is business. I care. Piss is good for off. business. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. If the Saudis bought it, it would stay exactly the same. Yeah. yeah. If ain't broke, don't fix it. They Just put the money anything. into it, make it better. I heard people saying yeah. that they wouldn't have women anymore, and I was like, oh fuck. I was like, that, that that would make zero sense for them in a business standpoint. Yeah. You're not looking at it from a business point of view you're looking at you're it from a cultural big names like Becky Lynch Charlotte Flair Bianca Belair Alexa Bliss you're going to put them out yeah the over your culture yeah. when there's money on the line Gee, bollocks no anyway no they, they don't give a fuck what they'll do is they'll put money in yeah and they'll just go they right, want to see it succeed yeah they'll they'll either make loads of deals yeah. with people like we're talking over our yeah. heads of wrestling fans like all the TV rights yeah. and stuff like that. And they'll also put more into the production, like we've seen at Saudi Arabia, with yeah. all the droning and all that sort of thing. They're not interested in changing it. They want to make money. Yeah, yeah. it's business. What should, what's everyone think they're going to do? Sack the whole women's roster? Oh, fucking ridiculous. <laughs> oh, we'll just, buy it for four million it, and take half of our assets all, out of it. It's, that's, it's Come just, on. I'm sorry, but that's just narrow-minded idiots that say that. You know, sorry. Fucking grow up. What's next? News. News. Um, I've only got one thing written down in the news. I've got one thing as well, which is um, very different to you. Yeah, you? mine. Uh, Money in the bank, UK. Oh yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, we haven't talked that's, about yeah, this. That's not mine. <laughs> yeah, so uh, they could have held this in a bigger stadium, couldn't they, guys? I yeah. think I, I don't agree with the stadium, and I, I think it's just I think that's a bad idea. I mean, it's hiking the prices up, yeah. first of all, and also it's 20,000, and I'm sorry, in London, yeah. I think they could have put at least 50 in London. Yeah. Sell out London, 50. I think, could have done better, yeah. yeah. Well, they put 60 in Wales. Yeah. They put 67 what's, in Wales. Um, yeah. Spurs hold? White Hart Lane. No, 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 I mean, what's it hold? Uh, capacity, oh, sorry. sorry. It fucking holds about 60. I mean, was it, uh, so does the Emirates. Was Queen Elizabeth Park old? Don't know. Because I, I, I mean, I, I don't know. Obviously, you know, it, for those overseas that don't know what that stadium is, that's the Olympic Stadium in London. Oh, what? Okay. Um, uh, yeah, the Olympic Stadium, West Ham's. Uh, I'd say probably about forty to fifty. Right. But I went there to go and watch the Foo Fighters. Yeah. Right. They feel that. <laughs> Mate. What's it, Wembley? Ninety. Ninety. Which is a little bit of a worry. It's a little yeah. bit of a worry. Yeah, but then you get you got to think of like from the um you know from the stage point of view, you've got all your lighting rigs and everything, and think about that massive section that was in um, Cardiff that was unused. Yeah, absolutely. It, you know, so I don't think when we would be a problem. Well, well, that wasn't that that what they did was that was seats that weren't sold. Yeah, actually, uh, what they did was. Is it, they were trying to get 80 in yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. And what they did was, but you you guys might not know this we we were there. I don't know if we talked about this. But they made a section, sort of like if you're a football fan, behind the goal. Yeah. And they put a giant 
Welsh flag over yeah. it and turn the lights out on it basically yeah. it was not a sellout it was yeah. I'd say about 15 to 20,000 tons up yeah about 75 80% capacity sold yeah yeah so yeah but he could do that they could I do think, that I, but I, I, I think, think Wembley would be to, doable easily. I think they'd like to sell it out and yeah. I think 50 to 60 Emirates or or the, or, or, or the new White Hart Lane would yeah. be uh, good I've, I've only got one bit of news, um, and that is obviously, you know, the recent passing of uh, Jay Briscoe. Um, yeah. yeah, what a massive shock that was. Yeah, that's um, sad news, yeah. Uh, yeah, very tragic um, news, unfortunately. It was... Uh, one and a half of the Briscoe brothers. Yeah, I'm, I've got to say, and I think I've even said it to you before in the past, Johnny, I'd... I, genuinely think that they're one of the best tag teams of the last 20 years um, it's a shame because I feel like they were going to be a big part of the Ring of Honor rebrand as well yeah massively um, to be fair their their entire career in Ring of Honor um, the Briscoes carried that tag team um, section of their roster and they're tag team champions well they still are yeah um, I mean, to, they, they were due to defend the titles on the next pay-per-view on March yeah. 31st. Um, it's just fucking cruel, isn't it? Yeah. That's uh, all you can say. It's just fucking yeah. cruel out of nowhere. Um, Jay had also been a past Ring of Honor heavyweight champion. Um, obviously, Jay and Mark had had their fuse with each other in the past. And quite possibly, the most recent match they had with FTR the dog collar match. I don't know if you guys have seen it. Mm. Um, I've seen the highlights of it. It's, it's brutal. Um, but it was a perfect ending for that trilogy of matches. Yeah. I've, I've seen a lot of the Briscoe's earlier work. I haven't, I haven't been keeping up with them as um, much. They I genuinely, I think that they, um, they got better mm. with every passing year. They truly, truly got better. And they, just tore places down. It didn't, um, didn't matter if it was in Impact, Ring of Honor, yeah, GCW, anywhere on the indie circuits. They really tore the place apart. They were such crowd favourites. Um, and I think it's an absolute travesty that he's been, you know, taken away so soon. It's just um, shit. Yeah. So that's it's the only thing I've got to say about it. It's just yeah. fucking shit and it sucks. But I think Johnny made this point earlier, which is really relevant for everyone involved in that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Obviously, we talk about that. We we'll talk about edit. Jay, who uh, passed. Mm. But you know, there was other victims of it as well. <laughs> yeah, there were other people involved. The accident. Mm. And yes, yeah, sad. The whole thing's sad. Yeah, and obviously, there's um. Uh, pro wrestling tees at the moment are um, doing some fantastic um, t-shirts at the moment tribute t-shirts to Jay Briscoe and they've given 100% proceeds from every t-shirt to um, a fund for obviously uh, the Briscoe family and you know um, everyone that's affected because there are still people affected now there are still people in recovery um, suffering with life changing injuries Mm. Um. Yeah. Have you watched the tribute match on AEW? Yeah. 
Yeah. Was that the one with uh, Mark Lethal? and Jay Lethal? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was um that was a tough watch. It was hard for that was hard for Joe Lethal yeah. as well. Um by any chance did either of you see um Samoa Joe's tribute video? No. No, no I haven't. No. That was absolutely devastating to watch. Mm. Um I didn't realise them two were as close as they were. Um, no, I watch I watched the uh AW one. Yeah, that's, that was, the, that's the only that's the only one I watched, and then uh, but I haven't been keeping up with AEW, which is bad. I, yeah, I haven't a lot lately, uh, but I, I needed to watch that. Yeah, I, I haven't been keeping up. Mm. It's been really good. Yeah, um, the past month, every episode I feel like has got better. Good. Um, it's like they've put behind them the whole CM Punk situation. Good. Okay. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's just got really good. I'm just going to cover up my hoodie. Uh, I is... think the sad facts about, and, and this is the only time I'm going to mention because he was talked about in the Rumble again. Uh, I think the sad fact for, and I won't even use CM Punk, Phil Brooks, is he's now got a, uh, he's now, he's, he's now got a label. He's now mm. seen as poisonous. He's now seen as toxic. Yeah. And, I can't see why anybody would think that any company's going to touch him with a barge pole at the moment because he's going to disrupt any locker yeah. room he's in. Did you see the interview with Seth Rollins when he called him the cancer and if he ever came back to WWE, he wouldn't be welcome? No. And this was an interview before the Royal Rumble during the day. I kind of I kind of agree with that. I, I, I know everyone thinks I'm a hater of him. I'm not. I'm, I'm judging by the character and what he's done. Mm. I'm a massive fan. I just wish he'd grow the fuck up. Yeah, and he can't. He can't. Unfortunately, he can't get over himself. He thinks that he's his way is the only way. He's the best. I mean, in the interview, he told Tony Khan how to run his own company. Yeah, you don't do that to the boss. Sorry, you don't. Uh, a couple of things of AEW. Um, this a couple of the negative things. MJF. He's the champion, but it seems to have fallen into the same category as everybody else who wins the belt. They have a great chase for the title, but then it just kind of, they lose direction once yeah. they've won the title. And he's coming out and he's doing the same promos, just slagging off the fans, so running people down, and it's nothing different than he's done every other week. So he's basically becoming the heel version of Hangman Page. Yeah. 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 He, See, I that one. The problem is it's very easy to chase and it's very mm. hard to hold that ground. Yep. And he's got he's got to get a little bit more creative because the problem is, and this is the only because I think he's like he says, and I truly believe it, I think he is a generational talent. The only problem with him is is he's got to learn to adapt because mm-hmm. he can't he he's so extreme in what he does. We've heard it all before. Mm. Mm-hmm. You can't just keep slamming everyone for shock value yeah. because in the end there's no shock. Everyone's expecting it. Yeah. They're expecting yeah. him to come out and call someone the worst thing that Mark. you can yeah, that you can possibly be. Who is told. this Mark? He gets mentioned every episode. I've never seen him yet. I think he's friends with Neil. <laughs> and Simon. <laughs> yes. And Carol. <laughs> <laughs> We're Marks. <laughs> Um, obviously, nice to meet you, Mark. Yeah, yeah. Mark, nice to meet you. Skip Mark. 
I've got a couple of them. So I'll see them. Obviously, they're building for the Iron Man match at yeah. Revolution, which is on March the 5th Ooh. with Brian Danielson. Ooh. Uh, Brian Danielson's coming out every single week. And he's basically just wrestling someone different every week. And he's just having fun. Yeah, I think he's he just enjoying himself, yeah. Brian Danielson. He down said that there. Good on this him. is his last year he thinks he's going to have as a wrestler yeah. and he is just taking on everybody yeah I think he's just Good doing what he did back in the indies he yeah. used to do that back then yeah. I was going to say do you think Brian should have stayed in WWE he was more of a well known character there where in AEW he's not at all he's no. very low down I think he just wanted to wrestle yeah yeah, he did, yeah. No, I don't think he should have stayed there. Um, no. I'm happy he's, he went to AEW because yeah. I think he just wanted to wrestle and wrestle people freely. I think yeah. he could, I think Daniel Bryan's kind of strange. Like, if you watch uh, interviews and things from him, he's not really about the money as much. No, no. he never and has I, been, yeah. I think he's about the passion of it all. Yeah. And I think that that had died in WWE, so good luck to him. He brings it up a lot on Total Divas. Does he? He does, yes. Oh, fuck. You ain't still watching that, are you? <laughs> he watches well, that with that Bella t-shirt on, mate. I do. I will do. Yeah. Uh, yes, great I want a photo of this. That's the photo that's coming. Don't you worry. <clears throat> I still love the comment your wife made about that t-shirt. I'm going to wear that tonight. <laughs> yeah, I was going to wear it tonight. I forgot about it. Oh, I was genuinely really, really happy for you, Johnny, because I found <laughs> something that was so bad that even you had to admit it was. It was bad, Jim. Yeah. <laughs> I'm it. <laughs> it feels nice on my skin. Yeah, it wasn't cheap, mate. It was from uh, it, it's a special red bubble make one. Yeah, lovely. That's been custom made. <laughs> I don't think anyone would. It did. Yeah, because I don't think anyone would come up with that or want that. So that's actually it was a design that someone had put on as a oh, joke God. on fucking red bubble. I think. Fuck you, know. Um, do you know about Miro, Miro, Miro. Rusev? Not really. Just he go. had two matches last year in mm-hmm. AEW, and he's been people have been coming to him with ideas, and he's refusing them all. He doesn't want. He's them. wanting out of his contract, doesn't he? Yeah, he wants to go to WWE. He's, then. he's just not happy with any of this, and he's been having big storylines given to him. Here's, the, here's no. the deal: I don't think WWE will take him. No. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't mind him, mm. but I think... I like, I like the whole character, uh, the, the Redeemer character. I thought it was good. I enjoyed yeah, it. I, I, I just see him as run-of-the-mill mid cards. I think he's okay. No, I quite enjoy him. I yeah. think he's all right. And House of Black, they had this time off, but they've come back. He's back now, isn't he, Alistair? And they're still... Sorry, Malachi. Malachi. They're back and they're doing the same thing. It's like... Oh, fuck's sake. There's no difference. They, they came back the first three weeks... They were beating everybody up, coming out, just interfering, and now they're just it's the same. Do you know what they need? What? Dan Housen. Dan Housen, yes. Did you see Dan Housen? What's, what's the, he uh, been doing? Um, On Dan Housen, what? Become very popular with an acoustic guitar and a ukulele. Oh, yeah, I've seen that. Jeff Jarrett is amazing in AEW. He fits. Really? He's actually really good. He fits is he? the yeah. mid card feud with him and with Dan Housen. And Danhausen and the acclaimed, it's gone so well. It's fucking brilliant. Is it? Yeah, had three wow. matches so I've far. I've seen the highlights on YouTube. It's fucking awesome. As long as Jared doesn't get out of like this mid card role, 
He's perfect fit for it. Well, Jeff, it, uh, Jeff Jarrett needs to be used in that sort of way. He can't he, um, be used so seriously. The last pay-per-view they had where Jarrett and Jay Lethal were sat in the crowd because that was the only way they could get into the venue <laughs> yeah, yeah. and they had to buy a ticket. Yeah. And all of a sudden, we're in a steward's T-shirt with Dan Housen checking the tickets <laughs> and he just went, and they've got that big giant with them as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm just squaring up soon. <laughs> <It's really laughs> he did what? Dan Housen squared up to a guy that was seven that foot. That's a guy on the rampage. He's trying to punch him and run into him. It's fucking brilliant. But yeah, it's going really well. It's, that's really good. But good. he's... I'll, 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 I'll have to catch up on it all. We've talked about him in the past, like, literally every fucking episode, I think, since we... That's why I called it Dan Housen. Yeah. <laughs> Dan right? yeah. Oh, we, sh- we needed. Fucking new segment, don't we? Wouldn't be Watch Housen. Just being yeah. Watch yeah. Um, um, yeah. It's nice to see him being used. Yeah, yeah. And it is with a decent feud. I think he's fucking hilarious with the acclaimed. Yeah, it's gone quite well. Um, one other I'm, thing as well. I need to see him scissor, though. <laughs> I think I, he will do at some point. I uh, need to watch AW. Scissor me, ass boy, daddy. <laughs> daddy <laughs> ass. There's only one other thing which is a bit disappointing. It's the Eddie Kingston, um, Ortiz. They've split, they've turned on each other because mm. it was Santana and Ortiz, weren't it? But they've had a massive Ooh, fallout in yeah, real life. Personal fallout. <clears throat> so yeah. Santana's wow. gone and they're now them two are feuding and it's just a bit, it's not so, really great. Actually, one props I will give because um, I had I had noticed this. Um, Jericho putting people over. Yeah, he wrestled um, Action Andretti. Yes, yeah. Twice he's put him over. Yeah, but the only thing with this action was it Action Action Andretti. Andretti, he um, he's a bit bland on the microphone. He's not really much there. But I, I yeah. think he's seen something in him. I think that's why Jericho is working with him. Yeah, it's possible. He yeah. obviously sees something. Yeah, there's something there. Um, Ricky Starks as well. He's doing really well. Yeah, he's moving on up. Moving how, on up, moving on up. Has has he done with his gimmick? Is it the it's same? A lot Still, less rock. Good. Yeah. Um, he's got a new belt around his pants as well. Mm-hmm. He wears. He's mm-hmm. got some. Mm-hmm. Yeah, doing all right. I really rope, like him. Did a bit of rope yeah. walking recently as well, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, he's doing all right. Um, yeah, oh, got- yeah. Just quick tangent because I forgot about this. Does anybody notice? Because this is funny. Did anyone notice Rhea Ripley's uh, costume break in the middle of the match? Yes. No. It did. Yeah. It broke in the middle of the fucking match. I, I forgot. It seemed a bit odd, yeah, actually, thinking about but it. She disappeared. It was a strap. Wasn't yeah, it? it's a strap. Yeah. It, yeah. it broke and it actually uh, come sort of down a bit and fucking... Oh, I didn't know that. No, I, you didn't see it. Oh, right. But okay. it broke enough to flap down because right. she went into the corner and the, the cameras went away. So I think... There was like almost a seamstress fucking down there, or someone. Fair play again, getting that sorted that quick. Yeah, though. well, she was up quick, and that mm. completely ripped because I fucking. fucking hell. Did you see it go? I did, yeah, because it was when she hit the ground, wasn't it? And I saw yeah, something it, it, black it, yeah, come it, flying up, and I wasn't sure if that was. It was a strap, and it it right. ripped right down. It ripped right off and flicked down. Yeah. Oh Christ! I, I, to start, I wasn't sure if it was like you know hair or something or pads or something had gone. But uh, yeah, fair well, fair play to behind the scenes. They got that sorted real quick. Yeah, good yeah. on them. Yeah, um, just thought I'd bring that up. So yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, all you've got now is just the pay per views coming up. Like I said Ring of Honor. I've got Supercard of Honor coming up on March thirty first. AEW Revolution March fifth. 
And Elimination Chamber coming up in... February the 18th. February the 18th, yes. Stewie's done his homework. Something did pop into my mind, though. Okay. Mm-hmm. With Sammy, mm-hmm. Montreal, wherever mm-hmm. he's in Canada. Screw job! Screw job. <laughs> no, actually. If he was to win the title... Yeah. The following month, they're in Saudi Arabia. Sammy doesn't go there. Mm-hmm. Ooh. And yeah. they want their champion being I, there. I, 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 yeah. don't think, I don't think so. Do, do you want a prediction now of what I think they're going to do? Go on then. Okay. I think, and I've told you this already... I think that they're going to do a WrestleMania 10-style uh, main event. So I think Roman will defend both belts. I think he'll mm. defend the WWE title against Cody. And I think he'll defend the Universal title against Sammy. Mm. I think, unfortunately for Sammy, I think that Roman will retain because then he'll go over the thousand day limit. And I think Cody will win. Here's what I would do if this is the case. I would I would have Sammy cost Roman. I'd have the, that match the first night and I'd have some way that Roman gets past Sammy if it's a cheat, whatever, right? And then I would bring in Sammy to fuck over Roman. Mm. Yeah. And, and cost Roman against Cody. Like, it's a really even match. Mm. Then suddenly Sammy comes from somewhere and fucks him over because that would be the ultimate revenge to take that tight, one of the titles mm. off of him. Yeah, that's what I can see him doing. There is the other thing I mentioned to you earlier, which is the big money offer being offered to Austin to face Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. No. no. And the only other thing which could happen is Sammy and Kevin Owens being beaten down at the end of Elimination Chamber... The glass shatters, Austin comes out. No, that no. should have happened last night. If they were going to do it, they should have done it last night. If anything, they could build it for SummerSlam, maybe. Yeah. I don't want to see it. But it's going to, Austin has said that he's got, after that one match, he's got at least three or four more left in him. I think that they don't need anybody to come in and derail this. I think that this already the story's already there, and I think it's big enough, similar to Brian and Kofi. Mm-hmm. I think it's big enough to get over on its own. Mm. I don't think they need any star to come in like a rock. Yeah. Because to me, whoever whoever takes this title off of Reigns eventually, and I'm not saying that it won't be maybe Sammy down the line is made. Yeah. You yeah, are yeah. made. It's not the WWE one as much if they split them. It's the Universal. Because the Universal's the one he's had for... What is it? Yeah. Three hundred, da- uh, f- yeah, nine hundred days, yeah, eight hundred eighty something days. Yeah. The More problem is, if they want to get him to a thousand, now he's going to have to retain one. With Austin maybe coming back and Rock coming back. No. Can we get Rock Austin again? No, no. be awful. <laughs> you, no. you can't recreate be, yeah. something. No, no, it would, no. It would be awful. Stay retired. <laughs> I don't yeah. mind him having a match as long as it's planned the way the WrestleMania one was. Yeah. 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 But he, but he said that he wants to come back, but he's got three or four matches left. And yeah, mm. we'll see what happens. We've seen worse we people go. come back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, <laughs> what? Right. But we really don't want Austin versus Reigns. No, I don't. Not one bit. Austin nope, Goldberg. Nope, nope. Right. 
I'd like to see that if uh, <laughs> I'd like to see that if Austin's going over. <laughs> I'd like to see that. I'm out. What for Goldberg? <laughs> Goldberg would be falling over and shit. Austin would be drinking a beer and he'd be oh, falling over. Oh, yeah. Goldberg will be back soon. Oh fuck off. <laughs> Sorry, right? No. You loved the motherfucker, didn't you? Yeah, I? that's what worries me. You'll be back. Frig. Well, on that note, shall we round it up? Mm-hmm. Yeah. However, we've just got one last thing to announce. And is that me singing Slam Jam again? No, it's no. fucking. Can we hear the lyrics? Again? No, it's <laughs> not. What is it? Pump. I'll pump sing it out. I'll sing us out if you want it. Yes. <laughs> there we go. And we'll fade out. Yeah. Fuck you, Neil. We're doing it. <sighs> right. In light Have you of got re- the USA one? Shut the fuck up! Oh, well, I'll get that one. Yeah, we'll do that next time. Right. In light of obviously recent events, um, I've decided to pick um, for a top three segment. Top three Briscoe Brothers moments. Okay. Or matches, whatever yep. you want to do. And our second topic is going to be a best of Dusty Roads. Dusty Roads. Best of moments from dream. Dusty Roads. That's not the worst Dusty Roads that impression was ever. Fucking horrendous. <laughs> I don't know what that was. I'm ready to stimpy. But on on a final note, um just like to say to everyone that joins in, um please carry on doing what you're doing. Get involved. As always, um, if you want to reach out to us and get involved in our topics uh, on social media, we're on Instagram at top. <laughs> Sorry, what the fuck was that? It was, Johnny made me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Not like too like a kid. What the fuck? I looked at Johnny and he was laughing. Next time he burst out. What the fuck were you laughing at? I don't I, know. I was just looking at the lyrics. Get ready. Oh Christ! <laughs> <laughs> Let's try that again. So, if you want to get involved with any of our topics or suggest topics or do whatever you want without chuckling Larry in the background laughing um, you can get hold of us on Instagram at top.turnbuckle.podcast um, on Twitter we're at t underscore turnbuckle pod um, and Facebook we're top turnbuckle podcast you know can't go much easier than that um, as always thanks a lot to everyone um, and on yeah. Grinder we are and on Grinder we're on <laughs> Pelvic thrusts are us. Pump, 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 pump. <laughs> are we on grinder? I don't know. You no, no, no. Oh dear. Right, um, so instead of me singing, should we all sing this together? I'm not singing it. I'm not singing it. I'll give the honest so, speech, Johnny. Right. Thanks again, everyone. Take care of yourselves. Here's Johnny to sing you out. <clears throat> bye bye. The World Wrestling Federation today. <laughs> the Hitman. The best there is. The best there was. The best that ever will be. Yeah, Randy Savage. Wonderful, wonderful. <laughs> Believable, yeah. I'm the British Bulldog. You're going down. Undertaker <laughs> says slam. Everybody to a man, slam. It's a slam jam. Yeah, well, the hitman bends, but the hitman does not break. Slam jam, thank you, ma'am. This is the macho man, yeah. The Undertaker says slam. <laughs> This is like a poetic reason. We're the cream. We roll like a team. But every great team needs a theme. Here it is. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Now here I am, the man. So get with the slam and pick up the programme. 
In the air, we're flying. Death-defying. Pumping iron. Roar like a lion. Pound for pound. Round for round. Mama said, Mama said, take you out. Pump it, pump it, pump it, and get with the jam. And slam. Thank you so much, Josh. Jolly. Even the dogs look at you going, what the fuck is going on? (laughs)